are live, and welcome back, history homos, to the Dave Smith question. <laughs> well, joining me this evening um, is Romanized Visigoth. He has been ba- been on the show prior to this, uh, but he I've said it last time he was on the show. He's probably my most intelligent friend, um, an internet chum of many years, and we're going to be talking tonight about um about sort of how we met actually so mr romanized visigoth how are you i'm doing pretty well uh it is a nice bright stockholm evening here sun doesn't go down till about 10 this time of year kind of cool actually Mm -hmm. um yeah it's also that's kind of nice so we're both having a nice bright sunny i i rarely tape during the day but um yeah william is on assignment right now um on vacation camping so uh shouts out to him i hope he's having a good time but uh here we are we're going to be doing the good work of exposing dave smith as a disingenuous um uh political actor um and also i feel like I, before we dive into this, I want to um, sort of give context as to what where this episode came from. Not necessarily. So th- the vibe, what was going on? We, me, me, and Romanized Visigoth met in the uh, in the part of the problem inner circle group on Facebook for uh, Dave Smith's podcast, part of the problem. And both of us, I would say, were some of the most frequent posters, frequent alt-right pipeline mm-hmm. posters. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we were, um, but basically at the time, like Dave had sort of been like sort of flirting with many members of what is now referred to sort of post hoc as the alt-right, such as Cantwell and uh, Spencer and a few other people I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, he had sort of rapport with them. And then, of course, that sort of like attracted like a pretty interesting um, an interesting crowd of his of his supporters and in his group. Now, I think this is important to mention because I would say that um, it at least was in part this sort of flirtation, I would say, that led to him getting a big audience. Wouldn't you say that, that there's some merit to that? That if he had if he had just been sort of um, you know Reason magazine, yeah, exactly. Re- that was exactly a reference I was going to make. Reason magazine guy. There's no fucking way we we would be talking about him right now, basically. Yeah, and I would like to say that's a general. I think that I find that is a general um, trend. Trend of 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 like Jewish political actors and also or like butt goys where they get a certain amount of bona fides from like hitting the edge. Yeah. And then they kind of bounce back. They kind of ricochet back and they bring some type of street cred or they just bring like a name. It's like they dip their toe, you know, in this thing. And then you kind of can't you can't call them. They have some some type of protection from just being called totally naive or totally gay about certain questions because they're like, oh, no, I've been there. I've done. They kind of get, you know, I I think if you actually I've heard him use this as sort of a shield against people saying like, oh, you're cucking on this, Dave, about things, is to be like, listen, I've talked to fucking uh, Chris Cantwell, you know, like, and it's like, it's like. My fucking hero. 
Like, okay, cool. Good job, pal. Um, I, <laughs> does that he mean that- Chris Cantwell, like as Cantwell was like on the run after Charlottesville and is like crying into the, <laughs> it's incredible that like that, that is that context is lost too, by the way, is that his, that was his little tangle with him. But um, yeah, it's, it's okay. So, so at the time though, it's, it's safe, it's safe to say that there was a sort of nascent, um, alt-right adjacent crowd, ourselves included, in in this group, which was very very active, by the way, um, mm-hmm. and uh, they, and he would frequently engage with us uh, too. That was the other thing, uh, mm-hmm. because well, frankly, the arguments were there, and libertarianism is. I mean, this is not something that we don't talk about on the show every week, practically. But libertarianism has a lot of like faults in it that like aren't answered and i think actually by the way to give him a little bit of shred of credit is that dave will admit this too now at least (laughs) uh yeah sort of i mean he has he still comes at it from an anti-fascist yeah perspective like that's his a priori which and we'll get into the reasons for that later but yeah he has i mean he's firmly in the like Oh, I'm a tough, like, I, you can't, you can't say anything to me. Cause like, I'm a hoppian. Like yeah. I'll physically remove the neighbors that don't follow the rules of the, yeah. the voluntary I'm community a rules. libertarian. Yeah. I'll physically <laughs> remove people that smoke weed in the town that we've all voluntarily joined where the agreement includes not smoking weed. I will do that. <laughs> don't, don't even try me on that. <laughs> Based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> based. <laughs> Fucking based. Is this story based? Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, you clipped it nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should get um Dennis Prager, because there's a bunch of times where he's like, now this idea is based in... Oh, I like... have to get that. I have to get I Thank you for tipping me off. I'll fucking definitely do that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Or that's... like the, Israel, the Israel-Palestinian conflict is based on the fact that... <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Um, so anyway, so we've selected so specifically this episode that we're going to be reviewing this evening was in the response to an overwhelming call, by the way, not just by the two of us, by many, many people, even the ones who were like the very firm dug in libertarians, by the way, not least of which I remember that you and I had uh, uh, DMs about were like, this guy's definitely Mossad. This guy's definitely like some kind of fucking <laughs> JIDF guys always playing them other the utter butt goy like just always like that me you know that meme where um where like a um like a a poo is jumping in front of something and it's yeah whatever <laughs> but oh, yeah. in front of Jews <laughs> it was very funny but um so there was a call in the group that uh we that Dave do an episode on the Jewish question. Uh, which is to say the oh, the pro- proclivity or the propensity of overrepresentation uh, by Jews in key uh, parts of uh, public life uh, to the point where they uh, obviously are forming some sort of coordinated racial um, effort <laughs> uh, in order to um, 
well, first of all, stay on top, make lots of money, and you know, engineer outcomes that are desirable to them, include, including and up to wars in the Middle East. Yeah, we're wars in Europe. Uh, everywhere, yes. <laughs> so wars. Yeah, let's leave <laughs> wars, it there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And that's, and by the way, it's, it is germane, I think, to the libertarian conversation because um, the libertarian philosophy is rooted in like the non aggressions thing. And like, you know, it, and it's, it's definitely a, um, it would be a major blind spot to ignore such a soft power kind of based there I go again uh soft power based um uh you know mechanism mechanism soft power based control mechanism for doing things that were frankly not libertarian um so uh, so he had agreed in the group chat to do an episode on the Jewish question. Originally, it was supposed to be just him, I believe. But um, I guess someone got to him and said, you know, you ha- you're going to have to bring along an elder tribesman on this one, Dave. Uh, yeah, you need you need supervision and uh, a higher level. And what's funny is obviously we're going to get into it, but they they themselves use the term Talmudic. Yes. Like more than once. <laughs> and it's everything they're doing is Talmudic, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like the argumentations they're making is incredibly Talmudic. And also, and by I, the way, yeah, go ahead. what you just said real quick, that whoever decided that Gene Epstein needed to, well, I guess I, I just gave away. And, who well, it's not, it's, he's going to be in the majority of the episode. It's not that big of a spoiler. <laughs> um, whoever decided he needed to be there to supervise or oversee Dave Smith was absolutely correct because there's multiple times when yes. Dave is going off the rails and Gene is getting Pulling him back audibly in. flustered. Yeah. And like you like his tone of voice and his cadence changes. Yeah. It's almost like he, they're using these he's using these um verbal but not linguistic cues like oh no 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 like that's not like things that Dave said about the Holocaust and yep. like, and you can hear Gene he's he, like because, yeah, when you get to hear his cadence, which is extremely Jewish, extremely New York Jewish, <laughs> about as much as it gets. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you can hear it ebb and flow. Like, you can you can hear when he's comfortable, when he's not comfortable. Yeah. And when he's... It's almost like you can f- hear him straining his muscles to, like, move Dave back under direction. <laughs> yes. I, I You're saying this, and it sounds kind of cuckoo, like to someone who hasn't listened to it, but it truly is. And it, it partially is his very strained affect. Like it, it is, it is a it like characteristic of like the New York Jewish accent to be, have like a uh, sort of thing to it. And he does, <laughs> he displays it very, very prominently, um, especially in those instances. And you're right. There are other times where he's just, you know, he's got his little pre-prepared things. He's going to say that are funny. Ma- mommy mm. was a cami. Um, uh, you know, these things that, you know, he, you know, he's very, you know, he could, you could tell he's not as, he's not as uptight about, but then Dave will say something. Well, we'll get into it. Let's not fucking blow our wad here. Uh, we're about to do something that we don't typically do on the show, which is a listen along and react. Um, but I think that in something that is so, and we talked about this off air before we started was, 
Um, should we just sort of have talking points? Should we bring up, you know, just say the timestamp and then say what they said or, you know, which is something I've, I've, I want to do occasionally. But I really think that there's so much to comment on. The only way to approach this is to go pause. Like, I got to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and to and to let them speak for themselves. Good point. Because yeah, I don't want to put emphasis where there is none, which I I'm sometimes guilty of doing, especially when I'm reading, say, a top secret uh, FBI document, and I'm <laughs> the emphasis <laughs> mine, we'll say. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, our declassified FBI document. But uh, anyway, we will get into this. So this is so this is a selection, and we're going to start about twelve minutes in, and then we're going to jump ahead. I think because yeah, twelve minutes is when uh, Gene is Gene is talking about Dave's commentary about the Donald Trump debates before the election. Okay. Yes, I, I think I was listening at this point because I tried to skip. I skipped ahead to where they actually started talking about the topic, but. Uh, Romanized Visigoth here, he uh, figured out, said that there is more material. This is how <laughs> juicy this audio is. is that <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole thing is material, but I obviously we have to... Yeah, we have to draw the line as to where they're explicitly... Yeah, ex exactly. We have to do where they're explicitly talking about the things that we came here to talk about. Um, so, we'll start at the 12-minute mark. Um, is that the exact timestamp you wanted to get to for the first? Um, I wrote down like this could be plus or minus a few seconds. I tried to write down my timestamps with lead in time. Right. Okay. So uh, 12 minutes it is. We'll start. And if we need to go back a few seconds, that's okay. Um, right. Okay. So we're ju jumping in. Oh, and by the way, this is episode 440 something. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to look at the exact number. But at the title of the episode, I do remember verbatim, which is The Return of the Great Gene Epstein, which is funny because he pitched this episode to everyone in the in the, in the, the part of the problem inner circle as being the JQ episode. And then he pussied out on the title. Yeah. And it's really yeah, th that whole thing like Dave, you know, he he did deliver like he actually brings up in this episode, oh, I'm giving you these bonus episodes and stuff like that. But remember all the memes about his promised bonus bonus episodes? Of that and was like, one of the greatest times of fucking online. It was, yeah, it was the best. It was yeah. the best. That was actually where I learned how to like, like Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he's very he's like a master at basically stringing along a bunch of young white guys who are into politics and then never to never quite delivering like and and delivering the jewish version like very cleverly <laughs> well like, i mean he is who he is for the record let's not uh let's not expect something that's not i mean well i guess that's really the caveat though am i wrong is that it's like you you uh you know um mom i want i want uh right wing i want right wing politics we have uh dave smith we have right wing politics at home Right-wing politics right. at home is Dave Smith. <laughs> yeah, but the funny the, the 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 point is like Dave Smith, even the points he's willing and comfortable to talk about, if he just sat in front of a mic and said, "Look, this is what I've seen people saying online about Jews and the Jewish question. This is my take." That would be way better. What what we got is so far from that. Like it's it's a it was kind of insulting. Actually, that was the first time I think I felt legitimately insulted. Uh, I like was as too. a supporting listener of the show. I was like, okay, this is 
this is like when you know somebody buys twitter and says they're making it a free speech zone and then like launches desantis's career and bans everybody that talks about jews i have can i tell you under the libtard um the libtard regime at twitter the history homos account was doing way better than it is under the elon musk regime elon musk is just a smarter he's basically just better at banning at surgically censoring right, the yes. ADL is like, okay, we need this one. Yeah. It's very important that this talking point or accounts that push this talking point get throttled or banned. Yeah. And you can get away with murder if you're just doing Anthony Cumia, I hate FN, FNNs. You know, like if you're just doing that, have a pisser. You know, but with the shit we talk about, like literally I, I it's forget it. I'm not going to start bitching about Twitter numbers, but let's just say everywhere else is better. Um, but uh, yeah, so at risk of getting on an aside about Elon Musk, I agree <laughs> um, for the record. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's let's hop into the, the meat here. Uh, right. Meow. Blow here, blow here, but but he was flattened, and he just. What were you saying at every time? Trump kept losing those debates. In other words, Dave, the commentator, was was giving us the insight that Trump was. Also, can I just pause here? No, he wasn't. What the fuck? Who? What fucking debates were you watching? <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't. That's one funny thing is is maybe this happened, but I don't remember Dave saying on part of the problem i don't either but i obviously would jettison that from my actual memory yeah you know but i agree i don't remember that either i i recall everyone myself included being like that was so funny he's obviously gonna fucking win he's saying we're gonna kick the mexicans out he's saying he's gonna build a wall this is why do you think i went out and voted for him this is why we thought it was you know we thought it was real you know lo and behold it was a jewish gay off but whatever (laughs) like but uh okay sorry about that i saw i i sidetracked this already this is what it's going to be like by the way romanized physical this is what it's going to be losing the debates you put on your jewish uh hat (laughs) Sorry. It was a small hat. <laughs> you put on your uh, small hat there, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, Jewish hat just got me. You analyze it from a Talmudic perspective. The guy is losing those debates. The comedic Dave, on the other hand, kept saying nobody can win a debate against Dave. So I just think that, that it's a great irony that the comedic truth that Dave kept saying turned out to be the real truth. Dave, right. the rational Jewish commentator, uh, I keep repeating that because we're going to talk about Jews today. Uh, That's right. Just got a complete Oh, I almost forgot. Yes, uh, well, I sure did. I was Well, I was convinced Hillary was going to uh, win. But analyzing those debates, you had them all parsed. You had a pause. blow here, a blow. Yep. So... Um, yeah, I just wanted to make the point right off the bat. I mean, he's he's setting up like, again, you know how they love to do the kosher sandwich. So yeah. he just made us a kosher sandwich where it's like, well, here's the two the two sides of the spectrum here. It's the Talmudic rational Jewish analyst or the Jewish comedian. Like, yeah. and and it's like, <laughs> you know, like, so you've got like, uh, I don't know, maybe Kissinger or something on one side sure. and then like yeah, Woody yeah. Allen uh, Both on the suck, other. Frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, I don't want yeah, that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's the, the, just the idea that, um, yeah, just the, the idea that, uh, you know, that would encompass any kind of like broad, it's just funny. And it's the way they said, 
and it's not even really i mean yeah it's that's not really a, a jq point yet but it's funny the way they talked about oh the talmudic he already kind of starts almost in before in yeah like you know yeah yeah i know he's where he's this is the thing and and and, and it and he does do this I, I gotta be honest if this was fully intentional he lays a nice little groundwork for his little story you know what i mean mm -hmm. the way he layers in each thing and we're gonna get to each thing actually starting right at 29 i think he gets right into what i'm talking about where he lays out his little points where basically he goes okay i'm gonna make these selected selected things i'm going to make it okay to criticize jews for and then I'm going to go through the reasons why those might be bad. And then I'm going to say at the end, I'm going to go, well, here's why people don't like Jews. And it's all the things that I'm comfortable with you knowing about, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I've already gone through all the listings. And then I couldn't at that point call it rap, call it a rap. And then uh, and you can, you know, feel like you got some resolution. You didn't um, about the entire <laughs> exercise. Um so, yeah, okay. so you had 29 because I had 29 as my next. I didn't actually take any notes. I figured I would just jump to 29 and then we would just listen through. And then 29, skip. he makes a specific point that I thought was like a little bit of a lull. Okay, let's I'm going to put it at 2853. Just the the kind of un uh, quantifiable or, or the un you know, the toll of just living under debt your whole life like that has somewhat of a toll. Oh, I wonder why people might be living under <laughs> <Yeah>. debt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I like. I just wrote like living under debt, LOL. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, yeah. Um, so actually, I want to make like a slightly like serious intellectual point there, please. So this is the Dave, place for it. Dave just um, so Dave just made a point, and I don't know how intentional or how conscious this was, but he actually just made a really good criticism of libertarianism or like Austrianism right there, because oh, yes. you can't actually quantify, like the texture of society and the quality of society that people live in. That's really what like, uh, say like a Natsock is thinking about more than just like, oh, well, you know, if we have this Line policy, the economy will grow eight instead of 7% or something like that. And yet yeah, he's absolutely right. Even yeah. if you have the same material living conditions, like you're eating the same type of food, you have the same car, all that shit. In one situation, you're financing your lifestyle with debt, even if you have the same income, but you're just managing your shit in a certain way versus that the same material consumption level and, and the same income and all the other factors that could be fixed. Without debt, yeah. Without debt, you just manage it in a way where you know, you start off with saving and then start consuming versus like maybe instead of like buying everything you need with some type of loan situation, or maybe you just have say student loans or something, everything about your well, life that's, is the that same. That was the instance we're that Dave was talking about in that. That is what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So my point would be that is the world that Jews create is a world where people, they encourage and, and a, a libertarian would say, Oh, well, it's your choice to take on the loan. Right. But so, you know, people are mimetic and you put out there, it's sort of like diamonds, right? Like diamonds are what you need to marry a woman. You know, yeah. And that was create, that was a meme that was created. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with diamonds or whatever, but obviously, I mean, there is something wrong with diamonds. But yeah. <laughs> like, there's a, there's with, several with things the, I can list the, the market, uh, yeah. the actual gem is fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah. And so you, you put out there a product like porn or loans. Yeah. That's the primary thing, by the way. And I think, and I've said this a lot of times on the show this is so the latest listeners, no stranger to this take, but I feel like everything is downstream from usury. Like literally there would be no excess. There'd be less excess juice in the economic machine where shitty things like porn and fucking other destructive things could find funding, you know? Um, and I'm not saying it would be a panacea, uh, to, uh, get rid of usury, but I feel like there's just in, in a tighter economy that's based around more like real goods and services being exchanged um, mm. in a real way. It's the moral has or th- there's less of a moral hazard to fall into these kind of things. There's just less pool of fake resources where you could do the bad thing, the wrong thing. Yeah. And that this texture of society that things like debt create in people, yes. um, that it, it changes their decision. Just the existence of a credit based economy changes people's behavior, yes. which I feel like I could just that's like I could make that point from an Austrian perspective. Even. Yes, you can. And but that, their answer is mm. That's literally yeah, the answer. He is, says well, it we in this. We can't use the state to change that. We have to let. But it really is a, a type of com, like um, everybody knows. Everybody has their own limit. Like whether it's two men kissing in the park in front of their family, or literal naked dildo women. up the ass, yeah. <laughs> like parading. Yeah. The dog, uh, the dog costume, the dog, you know, bondage costumes in front of letting yeah, a, do- taking, a little girl petting. You saw, seen that picture. <laughs> Yeah, taking for walkies, uh, whatever it is, like we taking your fursona girlfriend for walkies. Um, girlfriend air quotes, by the way. <laughs> everybody has a a limit for what, like even the most hardcore libertarian, they'd be like, dude, fuck that. Like this is like me having to be around this is now, you know, like violence or whatever. Yes, um, I, it's unacceptable. Right. And the, because it changes the texture of the entire society because right. humans are social creatures and you, you can't, you know, oh, just don't look at it. Just don't, you know, and and it's just, you know, I've been having this problem, like just this annoyance where I go to the gym and it's just every girl has these like tight tights painted on her ass. The gym. What's and, that like? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to look away all the time yeah, because it's like mean. if I just space out and stare forward and then I realize like in my path of vision is like two hams vibrating on a treadmill. Like <laughs> and <laughs> that I feel like, Oh shit. Like somebody's going to think I'm staring at this girl's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I always bring this up to people and, and, you know, girls are always like, yeah, well, whatever. Like they're comfortable. Um, but yeah, there's, everybody knows that everybody knows that the way society is and the way you affect things. But anyway, so, so Jews, something about them and the way they conduct business is they create perhaps not the only loan culture, but they create a culture of more and more and more debt for everyone. Yes. It's just like they create a culture of more porn and yet there are susceptible people that will be taken in and their lives are ruined, but even just, fairly responsible people like it affects everybody yes. you know like pornography is brought up in over 50 percent of divorce proceedings just saying really yes i wasn't aware of that so yeah so that that's one of these things where dave actually just said something like he won't take the next step and say jews 
qua Jews, like create a world where more people are burdened by debt. Or he might say, he might even admit that perhaps, and then say, yeah, but but they're making a voluntary choice. Yeah. Or we need to change the culture so that people live within their means. Or he'll say something that somehow gets away from just we like can can a country can a people can a nation choose to just exclude people that have the tendency the very powerful tendency to create the uh, societies like that that have these things floating around and being pushed right uh, into them or even the in a more if libertarian comfortable thing why not uh say restrict a certain economic activity that leads to that even then he would say no by the way yeah i mean i think he might say yes to a few things or he would try to say like yeah you have to get together like a hopian uh covenant yeah, community build your own walmart build your own internet then like that's yeah. it's literally what you just said to me dave yeah build yeah <laughs> build your own internet then okay I'm, mm-hmm. i'll get right on it chief <laughs> I'll go, so I'll go right on my hobby and community where we don't allow usury. Let's just, uh, I'll, only a few more million to go, I, and then we'll be ready to roll. Yeah, and it definitely <laughs> won't be bombed by America yes. as soon as it's announced. The second, yeah. The second we stop using the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency, by the way. Forget the <laughs> right. fucking usury part. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like inside China or inside <laughs> Russia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like in, in Israel, middle, it's literally in not- Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These Jews decided to try living without usury. <laughs> <laughs> How stunning and brave, by the way. That's a Vice article, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, shall we get back to it then? Yeah, I mean, we can just. So, at this point, I have timestamps at 30, uh, 31, 40, 36, like every few minutes. So, okay. I mean, we there's could so go much to stuff in between. Let's, let's just go to 30 because that's when they mm-hmm. officially start saying, okay, we're going to start talking about the topic at hand. And then we'll, we will, um, we'll just roll from there. 2954. Backlash is setting in. That Indeed, it has become, there is a situation now, it's gotten so expensive, where for so many kids, it's not a good investment anymore. Right. And so, and so hopefully then there will be a reaction and a rebellion, but of hopefully. course, unless, of course, Bernie Sanders comes to the rescue, which segues into my point about, you know, that when it comes to economics, it's just which Jew are you going to listen to? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> uh, oh, is it? Is it? Is that really all it is? Is that the only options we have? That is a kosher sandwich. Which, yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I mean, he literally just says economics is a bunch of Jews getting together having an argument. <laughs> I think he says almost that for, but that's what I wrote down. I might have been changing a word or two, but yeah. Well, he might say it now. <laughs> Karl Marx, my mommy. That's uh, right. Uh, Paul Krugman. It's just just a bunch of Jews getting together having a big argument. Well, that's that's a good segue yeah, into yeah. what you wanted to yeah, talk about. And yeah, this was yeah. you had you had said that you wanted to talk about um, maybe some politically incorrect uh, views. Yeah. On- whoa, 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 whoa! Did I just crack the fucking nut here? He said you had said you had wanted to. That's not what the fucking framing of this episode was. <laughs> You had this idea, Gene yeah. Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, but seriously, this wacky that, idea. 
Methinks, actually, is that Gene, who was a veritable member of that Facebook group, probably saw him agree to do the episode um, on uh, on the in the group, the public public you know post on the group, and then immediately fucking message him to be like yeah sure we can do it but i'm but there's no way in hell you're doing it without me (laughs) (laughs) yeah with his real voice whatever that sounds like (laughs) but i just want to highlight that it's taken dave has no nothing to say about this and it's taken as completely normal and good and as a matter of fact and for granted that economics is just a bunch of jews getting together having an argument fair western western economics that's what it is and they're perfectly comfortable they're like yeah so anyway was hayek jewish no oh that's so funny because later on he like gene actually goes like yeah well hayek actually sucks though yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was nothing compared to the jewish ones Dude. He basically said that he's like, well, he's like, well, Dave, um, nobody's uh, perfect. Let's give our Gentiles, uh, a Gentiles their due. And uh, Hayek was, he was good. I mean, he had some problems, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, it was, it was a, about three centimeters of foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I don't want to, before we really dive into this, I'm not, I'm going to refrain from any personal attacks on either of these two, by the way. I will make the voice because that's how I hear it, but uh, I'm going to refrain just for fucking civility's sake and the fact that I don't want to undercut any of our political arguments towards them. Yeah, I mean, I, per- I don't even know anything about Gene Epstein personally, so I, I couldn't even... But I'm not uh, going to make inferences or, you know, uh, I want to do these things. I'm really trying to hold it in for this episode because I'm used to I usually <laughs> just shoot off the cuff. So, um, yeah, let's get back into it on the history of Jews history or, of or Jews, Jews yeah. in general. Yeah. You know, I've, I've felt like I have a um, somewhat of a, a unique perspective on what some call the JQ, the yeah. Jewish question, oh, which has become a... Is it a unique perspective? You have the same exact perspective as every Jew. And you know what's funny is, <laughs> I, did Gene just pretend to not know that term? Karl Marx, I think, is the coiner of the phrase. Yeah, and I mean, it was, it's been used for centuries. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, but it was famously used by Karl Marx, though. No, no, yes. I mean, I, at this point. Oh, like at the, oh, at the time you. of yeah, this yeah, recording, yeah. like, yeah, it's like, it's not like what I'm saying is Gene is almost like, oh my God, did Frog Twitter come up with that? Like, this yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the, that's whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, he he goes kind of like, oh my, like, <laughs> I never. He gets almost Anglo about it, like. <laughs> Which has, by the way, become a very popular term. Uh, online really? in some communities over the last couple of years, I like but it. I do. I, I, I like think. <laughs> look, I, I am. I'm. I'm a Jew, obviously, although not a, a religious person. But I. I. I uh, as was, far as the anti-Semites are concerned, you're a Jew. That's right. And it's. I'm, I'm. I'm there for all. Correct. All the bad so stuff. True. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what you think. But and I. I have. Um. In. In my family history. I mean, my. My family was from originally Austria and then Germany yeah. and um, they, they they're the same they moved from Austria to Germany I believe in in like the 
teens, I believe they went there. So my great grandfather grew up in Austria, but moved to to Berlin. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather grew up in Berlin. Uh, the Nazis came to power. He was able to get out right. in uh, thirty nine, thirty eight or thirty nine. Yeah. And um, oh. right before you know, the, it got really, really oh, bad. I didn't even know that. Oh uh, wow. yeah, and oh. so and this is and and so who so if his family got out, uh, what who are these family that were tortured and killed in the Holocaust that he always yeah, likes we'll to bring get to up? That. We'll get just, to just let him go for another. Uh, fine, fine, fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The rest of them all died. So the rest of them all died. That's oh. when he called himself Schmidt. Is that right? No, no. No, this was my on my mother's oh, side. My he side. never called himself uh, Smith. <laughs> this was my my father's side, which was also Jewish. I think they just wanted to blend in. I I don't know what the story is there. I wonder Everyone why that on is. My father's side of my family was a bunch of liars. So you can never get any real. Huh. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he here's what he just said. Just to just so that the audience doesn't forget, he literally just said. You know, my dad's side came from Austria, then Germany. They were able to leave right before it got really bad. And and then everybody else died. Oh, and my my dad's side is a bunch of liars. <laughs> that's what he that's what he just said. That's his Holocaust story. <laughs> we're just reporting facts, folks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he said that a few times, like my he's it's kind of like one of his little taglines. I think it's his shield, actually, when it's it's his sh child, yeah. if you will. <laughs> his Rothschild, uh, his red shield, yeah, it's his, red his red shield. shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, he'll say, oh, I can, you know, my family was slaughtered in the Holocaust or whatever. He never I, I don't know if I've asked him. Because we've and this will we can talk about this later, but we've had a couple of like slightly heated back and forths yep. on Facebook DMs. I don't know if I ever fully called him out like who because, you know, anybody can say that. Right. Anybody can say, uh, yeah, my so and so and so and so got out, but everybody else died. And it's like, OK, do you have one of their names? <laughs> And like where and like which, you know, which camp they died and like which version yeah. of Zyklon gas did they? Yeah. Was it the electric floors? Was it the bear and yeah. the eagle? Was it? Yeah. Did, did was it the, the masturbation machine? Was it the masturbation machine? Was it the spanking machine? Was it the shotgun that's curved up like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon and pointed at your face? So when you pull the trigger, it shoots you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the 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 human fat fire like burning right. into the sky. Like we could go on all feet. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I just, yeah, I just, I just want to like double down on, he literally, so his Holocaust story, like yeah. his, his bona fides is my dad's side, except for the ones that, you know, produced me and my family, right. obviously. Cause that's how it always is. Right. Is oh, they just barely made it out. Right. And yeah. everybody else died. Everybody says that, like even the CEO of Pfizer, you know, Borla with his story, which is verifiably thing. untrue, by the way, the whole Thessalonica is well-documented. It's, it's not fucking, it's not fucking true what this guy said. And they had him on this like zoom call that like was went out <laughs> to like millions of people and he like won some kind of fucking award and millions of dollars and shit. And it's just like, I don't even have to Google hard to find this story is fake by like Orthodox, like the Jewish virtual library will tell you this is fake. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, Dave's Dave's like great Holocaust story is all my, fa all my family, except for, except for my grandfather, you know, the one that became my grandfather on that side of the family died in the Holocaust. Oh, and by the way, they're all a bunch of liars. They're all liars. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, he could just say that he could just say that about his whole family. <laughs> 
let's be real. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's getting redundant with that <laughs> yeah, one. That's what, I mean. that's what I mean, yeah. All right. History from them of the family. Oh, so you don't know. I, I really don't know you the, don't know the why story. Your name is, why your last name is Smith? I, I, nobody knows oh, in my family. Okay. But somehow we, we went with Smith, trying to be sub, uh, subversive. Trying to pass, pass the That's right. But bring, bring them down from the inside. <laughs> ah, I love it when they just say stuff like that, dude. <laughs> Trying to pass yeah, for Christian. It's still, yeah. still in my instinct today, trying <laughs> still, to pass as Christian. Still trying to pretend, Dave. So I, I, there is this tradition in my family of people being very aware of what happened of in the lying. Holocaust, what the Nazis <laughs> did to the Jews, being very, uh, um, as is the case with many Jews, being hypersensitive to what is perceived or real anti-Semitism. On the other hand, as a, a libertarian... And as somebody, it seems like most of the areas that I've focused on hating for the last decade or so of my life, um, it's the things that I'm most critical of would be um, the uh, American-led wars, um, the mainstream media, uh, monetary policy, the whole kind of banking, government, cool it, fed cool complex. It, cool yeah. And if you look at, say, the neocons or Israel or the media or the banks, cool it is it. hard to not notice at a certain point there's a whole lot of Jews running around in these institutions. And the, leaving Israel, obviously Israel is, is Jewish, but it is strange yeah. that they're in a country where Jews make up less than 2% of the population in the United States yeah. of America, yeah. it's not as if Jews are overrepresented in the media and in banking by you know, it's not like, oh, they're 2% of the population, but they're like 4% of the people who own the major media companies. It's not like they're 2% of the population and they're 10% of the bankers. It seems like they're they're damn near 80% of neocons, the Federal Reserve Board, the the people who own the media companies and, and just Wall Street players in general. Yeah. It is shocking. <laughs> and it is something I, to laugh I, about. I, I don't know. It's just something that's hard to not notice. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, of course, the, well, the one that, the, not as impressive a number as that 80% you just grabbed out of your. I, I'm, I'm, I am pulling I'm that kidding. out of my ass. You're, no, kidding. you're right. You're right. Look, I was the one who said it's which Jew you talk to. Look, yes. Look, Elizabeth Warren is a is a native Indian. So it's not all Jewish Lol. people. So in, I was exaggerating myself, Dave. But you're basically right. And it, it, the number that, that comes to mind it, where they actually calculate it is the, the Nobel Prize in economics, of course, is on a world basis. It's given to a lot of foreigners where there are a whole lot of Jews, like in Sweden and elsewhere, and yet 36% of all Nobel Prizes in economics have gone to Jews, and uh, that's obviously a way out of proportion to their like 1.6% of the population. So clearly yeah. it's a global conspiracy. Yeah, so that's a good number. That's solid. Absolutely. And, and, I, I'm, and, and actually, when you mentioned Germany, that segues into my key insight, where libertarians should make this key point. Uh, I, there's a very good book uh, I really recommend, very moving, called Why. Uh, an expo, I'm sure uh, this book, by the way, is trash. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anything about it? Do you? I, I don't. No. No, no. I mean, it actually sounds like one of those um, attempts at doing like a good job and maybe just steering a little. You know what I mean? Like a okay. Because yeah. the, the, it sounds like basically like it's probably giving some ground on like, yeah, okay, the Jews were not being good in Weimar, but uh, like you didn't have to say it like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, basically, I I I can see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, okay. Oh, by the way, two two do eighty. 
Was there that they just to do eighty? To do eighty, yes. To do eighty of the media <laughs> and banking, despite being despite being two percent less than two percent of the population. <laughs> the response: Jews are responsible for more than eighty percent of, of all usury. Media. Yeah. <laughs> of all bankruptcies. <laughs> yeah. Blaming the Holocaust just published last year, and it's a series of whys. Why the Jews? Why the Germans? Each chapter is called Why, and I like that because, in a way, to ask a why question about history, ultimately you get down to metaphysics. It's un ultimately unanswerable. But if you drill down, is it? You know, uh, I would love to write a book like that. Why? And just give like, <laughs> like you know, why the Jews? Well, the Jews were, you know, yeah. Yeah, and what they were doing and, and like, you know, what the NSDAP, for example, saw and said about what they were doing and what policies they wanted to put forward for the country and how Jews were opposed to those. And just like very like a dry, almost like a self-aware, totally dry, totally non-ironic. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just found out this thing happened called the Holocaust and I yeah. have to find out why. <laughs> I just found out yesterday. Yeah, and, Data uh, from Star Trek wrote an uh, wrote an essay yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Query. Yeah. Why? Apparently, they were engaging in high levels of usury and encouraged a society <laughs> which deval de devalued uh, sexual morality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you do get some answers to the why. So Let's why the Jews like third ten, escape? Ten seconds, Again, yeah. somehow or other, way out of proportion to their numbers, they're involved with go. money. And uh, that segues into my key point, which is this. Mm. Uh, the, the, the left wing uh, notion that if you're wealthy, uh, then your wealth is extracted from others. In other words, if you're an anti-Semite, you're a libtard. Yeah, he does. He yeah. literally did that just now. And yeah. this was the moment for that because this was the Bernie Sanders moment. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. And that also, yeah, it was just like uh, this was in the meat of the Trump presidency, too. So it was very much like culture war was in the front. And this is, by the way, one of the the like major like things that I like look back at like, the Trump years as being like a shame is that, um, you know, like there was four years where like the majority of the air quotes right wing was just playing defense for this guy who didn't give a shit about them and was doing Israel's bidding. And this kind of shit made hay like this was a good line of attack in fucking Gene's mind as being like you're a libtard if you think if you think Jews have too much influence over things. Well, he's literally just doing a mini version of the Jared Kushner when J when Jared saw the Trump rallies. You know, that whole that whole story where he's like in backstage and he sees all these white people screaming about how they hate the media. And he's like, oh, we got to steer this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Gene is just in part of the problem inner circle. And he sees all these yeah. white people going and he goes, oh, OK, I know how to steer this. Tell them that being that Nazi shit is Bernie Sanders shit. Yeah. A Jew, by the way. And he invokes Bernie <laughs> yeah. by name, by the way, which is like mm -hmm. a somewhat clever rhetorical trick. Um, okay, let's keep going. Your wealth is the is the uh, is the inverse of another person's poverty. That it's all a zero sum game. 
That basic philosophy, the Bernie Sanders philosophy, does not mean that Bernie Sanders is a self-hating Jew or hates Jews, but it does mean that that's the philosophy that the anti-Semites never leave home without. That's the philosophy under national socialism. As Mises pointed out, it was a socialist society, the Nazis, the national socialists. It was government control of, of industry. That basic resentment, which is that if somebody comes wealthy, becomes wealthy, he's taking it from somebody else. That's what animates. the. That's just like so not like, I mean, I just don't see, I mean, I'm not even going to like cape for Hitler right now for because there's no need to. But like, I just don't see that. That's like, that's emphasis genes. I, I'm fairly sure. I feel like you've engaged with this more than I have. But like the, like the socialism was the part wasn't like an egalitarian socialism sort of thing it was about uh it was about like making german people's lives better am i right it wasn't so much of like a like that that's falling back into the line go up sort of economic view jewish economic view on things uh is to boil the entire ideology down into that am i wrong well yeah it's the idea that for example some of the problems we're talking about like a a a debt-based society or a porn-based society that like national socialism, the perspective would say, okay, well, that's bad. And, you know, the way that the, this stuff works is it's kind of like, um, it's a question of it's the collective action problem, you know, so society libertarians don't want to see it this way, but society is like a, a, a bunch, like just billions upon billions of individual and group right. prisoners dilemma choices. So it's like there's so many times when, um, you know, doing the there's like an opportunity to do the the right thing for yourself. Like, you know, somebody drops a wallet and you you keep it. Right. Uh, and, but again, if you, if you have a society that fosters that and that doesn't either punish that or just create a culture where everybody hates that. And well, that was unthinkable. That, yeah. Yeah, that's unthinkable that everybody knows everybody everybody even people that steal wallets wants to live in a society where somebody yeah. will give them their wallet back if they drop it but everybody will it is legitimately beneficial financially yeah if you're the one who sees the the dropped wallet and it's got you know 500 bucks in it to keep it and so it's all just a bunch of these decisions and national socialism is like okay we're all we're going to do the collective action thing that everybody actually basically agrees is better uh because if you just or, you know, another way to look at it is a bunch of zebras, right? Uh, they run in the in the pack and then, like, say the, the lion can't get any of them, you know? And right, then, but because if they one all of blend them is like, together, yeah. You know what? I'm a little bit faster. So, like, I'm going to, you know, I don't need to, like, run with the pack. And then the next fastest one runs. And then before you know it, they're broken up such that several of them get taken down. That's kind of the system. And you could say you know it, it is it is actually more freedom oriented to let everybody just you know at each decision make their own and there are some outcomes like a less socialist society may have certain uh like if you just unleash meritocracy right there's there some, will be edge cases in which you're better off yeah yeah um, but again, it, it all comes, it all comes at a cost and it's like, can, can society just make that choice? Like right. they never, they never get to that question. Like, can we make a choice where it's like, oh, the economy will only grow on average at 3% instead of 5% over 200 years. 
but there's no porn. There's no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that, like, they never actually just get it down to that. Um, Cause they start with the a priori, like, well, of course people can't be told what to do by the state. That's evil. Or right. Anything like that. But even still, I mean, just speaking strictly to the argument that, that Gene is making at this exact moment, he's saying that the basis origin starting point of Hitlerism is this is an unfair that there's ill-gotten gains by and I don't even think he even puts the fine point on Jews. He just means he's trying to he's trying to project that it's a lot broadly speaking socialist society in which it its primary aim is to redistribute wealth. Whereas I think you're saying and I think probably if you read Mein Kampf, I haven't I believe I haven't in many years. I think I read it years ago. But uh I believe he would tell you that that's not the starting point. That was that that is not the starting point at all. It's more so about a as you said, sort of like a quality of life uh, is the beginning of it. Correct? Yeah, I mean, at base, it's like it's more metaphysical, and then the policy is actually kind of ad hoc, which puts these libertarians are aghast at that because they right. need like systems, heuristics, first. heuristics, yeah. Oh, well, you know, taxation is bad, so therefore we're not going to, you know, or whatever you need to, instead of just like, okay, well, um, you know, we're going to, we, we tried this and, uh, I don't know, whatever, like some metric, like single motherhood went up. Right. So we're well, going to change that. To a libertarian, that would be a problem because in the interim of time you were experimenting with X, that meant that line went down. So that's not optimum. Ergo, it's not valuable as a system. Yeah, I would also like to point out, you know, they're going to go on to say that. Um, so the reason why people don't like Jews is because they're disproportionately wealthy. And then they bring up the, the Thomas Sowell Chinese yeah. and Malaysia thing. And it's like, I don't think anybody like that's the that's like level one anti-Semite anti-Semite. And <laughs> Jews actually like that kind of anti-Semitism. Yeah. They use it a lot. Dude, fucking uh, <laughs> the, the Ferengi in Star Trek. Yeah, that's literally what they're, they're, they're obviously comfortable with the money stereotype. But what real anti-Semites say, it's like, what do you do with that money? And you could make a sort of Austrian critique that, you know, uh, somebody who um, makes, you know, starts a company or something and makes millions of dollars and, you, you know, buys prostitutes or I don't know, takes drugs, whatever it is that. You know, that's like categorically different than somebody who is into, uh, you know, working out or uh, building. Um, I don't know. It's like they, they, they want to become like an architect. You see what I'm saying? Like, the, what do what do those Jews do with their money? And what do the Chinese in Malaysia do? The Chinese in Malaysia, do they buy up all the media companies? And if, if you know what I mean, like, and, and do they have like a portfolio of every Malaysian politician and, yeah. and you know, non-Chinese Malaysian, literally have sexual blackmail and all of yeah, this yeah. <laughs> and back doors and all the Malaysian politicians. Yeah, are they walking around like yeah. fentanyling, like uh certain melees that are not, um, you know, not following the program or whatever. Yeah. No, they, yeah. Like they're just rich and there's Indians too. Like there's Indians in Malaysia that are small business oh, yeah, people. Yeah. Um, and there are these minorities and yes, there is a low level of, I guess, you know, bigotry when a different racial group comes in, 
you know, like uh, famously, you know, in a say like a Spike, uh, a Spike Lee movie, you know, where the blacks are complaining about the Korean shop owners right. yeah, yeah, yeah. in the hood. Yeah, that it, that's like the low level bigotry. And occasionally, you know, a black will attack uh, some kind of East Asian or whatever. Um, but that is a completely different criticism than like anti-Semitism TM, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's the entire argument of this is that it's it's making a nice small, uh, beatable argument uh, the, of someone who isn't in the room uh, and and attacking it and easily beating it and then going well that's it settled then. Yeah. Which is yeah, this is just what Dave Smith does frequently, where he you know responds to something and then you know, but we're doing it to him right now, by the way. We're actually pausing him and saying, "Oh, we're gonna break apart everything you say, and you can't say anything back. This is what they he's sort of made his bones doing, basically, like it's his yeah, style but I there is there is a more fair way to do it. like uh, there are times when like this what they're doing right now is they're making up out of whole cloth the version of anti-Semitism they want to Yeah, it's discuss. a straw man. They're not like, for example, if they took, they would never take this recording and yes. try to... <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, never, never. In fact, I doubt we'll get acknowledged that this exists, no matter how many views it gets, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, because it's just answers in it that they don't want to give. Uh, but okay. Do you want to move to the next uh, timestamp? We're at thirty six forty seven, or would you like to go from here? Well, we can skip forward because, but I do want to say that uh, Gene summarizes his this talking point by he gives an admission that his biggest concern about the Bernie Sanders philosophy because he goes, you know, I'd like to ask these Bernie Sanders people, and this is J for J what he's doing. Yes, he's basically saying all of you Jews. Or maybe he's also kind of signaling to allies right. um, that are, you know, doing the Bernie Sanders thing. Don't you realize, he says this, he says, don't you realize when you say, oh, the millionaires and billionaires, well, Art, do you mean the Jewish ones? Yeah. And so he's very he's concerned. He's concerned, concerned trolling. Yeah, he's con yeah, he's concerned trolling about Bernie Sanders style talking points fueling Jew hate. Right. But and then Dave yeah. says that he thinks a lot of the alt-right came from Bernie bros, which is just not true. It's from you, Jave. It's I learned it from from you, Dave. I learned yeah, it I from mean, there are a few, you. but yeah, I mean the 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 Bernie bro to alt right pipeline is significantly lower flow than, than the libertarian. libertarian are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, another thing is uh, th this is another thing that I think you're you're poking at here, which is that he doesn't like Gene and also just Jews in general don't like the universalist approach to defending them um and this is evident and uh emile very famously emile zola defended um defended dreyfus um on the fact that he is a man and he deserves the same dignity as everyone even if he is a jew and that's exactly what emile zola said by the way and now you have the vidal sassoon um, the Vidal Sassoon Institute for Combating Anti-Semitism is putting out a speech in 2018 by um, some Jewish professor who's talking about the anti-Semitism of Emile Zola, the guy who lost 
everything defending Dreyfus. <laughs> he died. He was poisoned to death because of his defending Dreyfus. And apparently in 2018, this is not acceptable. It's anti-Semitic because he attacked him, or sorry, he defended him, Not didn't give him a special cutout for being a Jew. He just said, no, I defend you because you're a fellow man. And that is, that is really at the end of the fucking day what we're talking about here. So, you know what I mean? Like, libertarianism, you're not even safe from these people because <laughs> oh yeah in fact you could say that it, this is the way that trump is the most jewish is the people that work the closest are the ones that get stabbed in the back first and or worse yeah that's true um yeah and and i think i think there is something to when you work with a psychopath they see you as the weakest easiest target to right, harm yeah. so it's actually they have a grudging respect for the the toughest opponents and then of course they see most people as most people kind of are as like unwitting pawns to just be moved around and then the real strident allies are the the first the, to go the milkshake to be drained uh you know <laughs> yeah. used up um it, and and discarded and yeah, yeah they're they're just trash it's just just like an e-girl sees her simps Yes. Yeah. 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 She Even though it's never fuck them. Yeah. 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 That would ruin the entire game. If one like does. An e -girl is so, I mean, think about how much more likely an e-girl is not that again, I mean, on the internet, you might live halfway across the country. So, but just theoretically, if, if they were actually all in a room, right. And there's 200 simps, five, like guys that are just like, you're a stupid whore. And then one e-girl, the e-girl is going to have sex with one of the guys that calls her a stupid yes. whore for being an e-girl and not yeah. one of the 200 simps. It's just, it's <laughs> mathematical. It's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's axiomatic. <laughs> he also, but he also makes, Dave makes the point that, cause he tries to, he kind of does like a, an Austrian style, like a, a priori or, you know, a deductive, like this is why the Bernie Sanders people are more likely to go national socialist is because they're already comfortable being a socialist and thinking of people in terms of groups. Mm, that's retarded. Which is funny because, because everybody yeah, already does that. Yeah. And it just shows how little he, I think he doesn't understand like a lot of his audience. Like he understands them enough to keep a lot of them entertained and corralled. Sure. But he really doesn't understand like what we care about. Or I am not as an audience anymore. I wasn't firm. I, I, this sort of was the beginning of the end for me, honestly, this episode. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you because I, like what got me into, into the entire libertarianism thing was it was like, it seemed like a more serious right wing at the time, you know, as opposed to being a Republican and liking George W. Bush when it happened, you know? Um, Absolutely. I mean, it was Ron Paul. Yeah, that was it. It was him. Yeah, it was him. That's what cooked me, and that's what hooked everybody. And now we're all fucking pausing Dave Smith videos and asking him why he's giving special exceptions to this his people. <laughs> so I have a timestamp at yes, forty nine thirty. Um, if sure, let's jump ahead to that. Yeah, fuck it, because there's there's quite a bit here. I didn't realize how much we we're gonna end up talking about everyone. Yeah. Okay, let's go to 49.22 and we'll go from there. I've spoken to many. Uh, I, I met a guy who told me he was an Irish Catholic. Jews look down on you. They look down on you. He said, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm a little offended by the way Jewish people look down on you when you actually start talking to them. So, indeed, they do get offended a little bit by us. Now, now of course... 
So do you notice what he just said there? He's like, this Irish Catholic guy said, you know, Jews look down on me when they talk to me and and that offends me. And then Jeannie goes, so they really do get offended when we look down yeah. on them. And we ought to be sensitive <laughs> about that. We ought to consider that while now, we interface with the Goyim. Without me actually playing the clip, I do want to give full context to that is that he's it's this is sort of his like so he's he that is what he said without the doubt and but it's couched in this thing where it's like he's trying to do like a ah saying Jews are arrogant yeah well you know he says it verbatim too a few times he says Jews are very arrogant I think verbatim he says I mean at least you can admit it Gene but um but the point is is this is like his accepted this is something he can accept you thinking which is why he's making hay about it. Um, and he does it in this kind of aw shucks, like, like, uh, like, Hey, it is what it is. Like, I can't change who I am kind of like, but you know, we should be better, you know, you know, kind of thing. Well, he tone. says, and then, and then they make these like extremely Jewish comments like, Oh, well, of course you and I, Dave are humble to a fault. Yes. And, I know. And- <laughs> I think that's coming up, actually. Yeah, let's just keep playing it. Yeah. You and I, because we, we don't want to, we 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 want to eschew arrogance. You and I, uh, we we're proud of what we're good at, but we don't. But but we have to admit that Jews, as a group, um, have a certain streak of arrogance, and I think that that is part of the reason why we're hated. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, and then when you then now to pick up on the history, they come along. Uh, we're uh, we're the only one. We're, our God is the only God, when, and uh, we were chosen. Uh, and on top of that, interestingly enough, you know, in the Bible, how often Jews bargain with God? You know, Abraham bargains with God. Is uh, uh, Jacob? He's called Israel because he wrestles with angel. You know, really standing up to God. You know, there's a, another Jewish. God. Oh God, spare me the physical pain and let me worry about the spiritual. And of course, that's a that, that's really standing up to God. That again is the Jewish arrogance. But then now cut to the next. Now it's going to be a very fast history, Dave. I'm not going to dwell on each century. Okay. Because then what happens is that is that Nicholas Wade, for example, is all that Jews have very high IQs because of because being of being forced into finance. Well, well forced right. yes, but I can think of a uh, another uh, anthropologist who may have put a better fucking spin on it. Let's be honest here. Speaking obviously of Kevin uh, McDonald's uh, cu- uh, culture of critique, MacDonald. We got that MacDonald. We got that MacDonald. <laughs> Great yeah, book. By I, the, I can't Dave recommend that book enough. The, by the way, to the listener. Yeah, Dave literally did the forced into finance meme. We were oppressed into power. We were because and just just to flesh that out for anybody that doesn't know what that is referring to. You, by the way, can I just before you say it, I just want to say I have friends who are Jews who are, you know, listen, we have we're you know, I mean, listen, we don't talk about certain things, but sometimes I will spar with them and they hit you. They'll hit you with the well, we had no choice thing. And it's like. That's I'm sorry. I don't believe that order of events. That's not a thing like that. So nobody forced you to be a fucking money lender. That's not a thing. That's not a fucking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? So, yeah. So what they're referring to is there were a number of times throughout history, probably the most discussed or famous being the pale of settlement in what's now known as Russia. Yeah. Well, it was known as Russia at the time. You know, the regime was different, but. It was the, um, yeah, the emp- emp- Russian Empire. Yes. And it, uh, they basically, there was rules. And again, not only there, but where Jews couldn't 
um, buy up land and then have, uh, you know, white, you know, non-Jewish people working it and just, right. like landlord basically. Yeah. Um, because that's what they wanted to do because that's, and you know, in, in their books, their holy books, it says that's like basically their, um, their, what would you call it? Like their raison d'etre, right. Is to, is to get property to yeah. administer. Well, it says in Deuteronomy, you will lend unto the nations and the nations will not lend unto you. Uh, you will not work the lands and the nations will work the lands and, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That kind of line of thing. Um, yeah, nations, a.k.a. Goyim. Yeah, well, that's what Goyim means is nations. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I, I, but it, it, what it means is all other races. You know, right. essentially, it's non it's non-specific, actually. <laughs> so the story goes, oh, well, because we couldn't landlord farmland or any kind of productive enterprise. So we just had to use her. So, of course, we couldn't just work like, yeah, you know, have a farm and just work it. Right. Like the, pez- a- like the serfs. Yeah. Of course, we couldn't do that. That's just not even part of the history here. It's just, oh, well, we couldn't. Jew, but what they basically they they switch it and they lie and they say we weren't allowed to farm. That's not true. They weren't allowed to tenant farm to right. And and so of course they they did what they were allowed to do or not punished for, which was things like lend and peddle. You know, because that's how they always start, right? They come somewhere and then they start. You know, they're on the street and they're right. selling like flowers or whatever, and then they get a shop and then they get and then there's two shops and then they're and then they start building up a little bit of capital to loan. And that's kind right. of the, that's the process. Um, or was then anyway, now they already own your house and they own the banks and yeah. Well, they went through that process in the early, tw- you know, late 19th, early 20th century in America. Yeah. Um, and, and, and well, obviously that's it's complicated, but um, that's a whole yeah, episode for, forced into finance, oppressed into power. Yeah. Um, and so let, that is a meme. And just so whenever you find yourself, dear listener, f- confronted with this line of attack, let's don't, by the way, don't get into necessarily get into arguments with people over this stuff um, just for your own job's sake. Um, but, you know, just say you're online on an, under an anonymous Avi. This is you can just debunk that by being like, yeah, there's nobody forced anybody into into lending. That's not a thing. Yeah, they they grabbed the shovels and the they slapped it the, out of their hands. Like, how yeah. dare you try to pick up that trowel? Is that a potato you're planting? <laughs> Take this money. But how and will lend we it. have latkes? <laughs> uh, okay, so should we go ahead now, or should we just keep going? Uh, I don't know if how much more juice. I've stuff, read but Nicholas my next Wade time on this was fifty-five. Okay, well, let's just take a peek, and then if not, we'll just. But jump. the um, uh, Beyond the Dawn, I believe, was oh, one of his goals. Cool. Let's just jump fifty-five on the nose, pun intended. <laughs> when Israel, the, like they thought Israel would be like a um, more favorable to them because they were mostly socialists who who started Israel, and yeah. then Israel. This is bullshit, by the way. Um, okay, thank you for pulling up this timestamp. I took issue with this as well. So he, they're implying that uh, that Stalin kicked the Jews out of the Soviet Union because that because of Israel, which is retarded. They were allies of Israel for a long time, the entire time. Um, and also, furthermore, the reason was the real reason was is because 
um, no matter Stalin wanted absolute power, and if any of these of of the Jews got into his circle, they would just help elevate each other. Um, I think this contemporary fucking like shit to that effect. Am I wrong? Um, uh, that's definitely how he. I mean, he took power by kicking them out because they were yes, above by, him. Yeah, by by getting into a position where he could start to snipe. Right. Um. And and then he eventually took absolute. And he he well understood. He he had a an innate ability. It seems to understand, kind of like you know, like if you could go back in time and pick one place to be, like in 1950s, it would be like maybe the CIA. Yeah. You know, like yeah, to kind of yeah. like that kind of instinct of like, oh well, where do you want to be? Do you want to be like, you know, the the cabinet of you know agriculture or somewhere yeah. like the director of the CIA? Like he understood the power nodes. Right. Sort of like Jews did, but he he had a more hard power you, you know obviously yeah. he he understood hard power nodes and he took them and he used them and yeah he didn't kick out all jews he kicked out the ones who wouldn't subvert to subvert to him you yeah know, yeah and he, he probably had a sense for that and 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 all that stuff but I, actually honestly my only note there was gradually stalin began to hate them <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good <laughs> became chummy with Britain. Right, so you know, just skip ahead. What's the next thing? <laughs> I got one oh one, one hour and one minute. Got it. One. There we go. Uh, and of course, let's mention Milton Friedman. Uh, let's mention. Let's not. How about? I can't stand his <laughs> face, frankly. <laughs> and Walter Block, you know. I, uh, and I repeat myself. <laughs> I call him Rabbi Block the way he talks half the time. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, uh, Israel Kurzner. So so and once again, that one point seven percent baseline is way violated. And and the real father of, of Austrian economics, Mises, and and his the Socrates, I would say, of Austrian economics. And the Plato, uh, which who is Rothbard, who really wrote it up and taught me and had a deep influence on you, another Jew. So well, that's that's true. There's there's no question that the libertarian, uh, free market e e economics, uh, um, anarcho-capitalism, all of these things are in the same way mm -hmm. that you could say the Bolshevik Revolution or neoconservatives yeah. are are very disproportionately influenced by Jews. No question about it. Disproportionately influenced by Jews, and the the biggest pillars that, that we have are were, were Jewish, and uh, of course with other ding, you know ding, the, ding, in ding. the same way that we could then mention <laughs> a, the others. A few there's also. We have our Lou Rockwells and Tom Woods, let's, and, and let's let's you know. pay homage to the Gentiles. Gentiles, like look. don't get too uh, greedy there, David. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, but but did you? So just to unpack, because I feel like I don't know. After being through all this stuff, like I hear this with ears that are so tuned. It's yeah. like you know, like when you're playing music a lot, and you're just like, dude, that's a fucking that's an F. Yeah, like that's a middle F. Like. <laughs> or like you know you you, you hear can, a melody you hear a melody and you're like oh well they just ripped this off of fucking the ghostbusters yeah. theme song you know yeah because <laughs> you just heard um, it or yeah or yeah or yeah exactly oh uh, no i agree uh, and actually can i just also p p parse in here that um i'm old school 4chan um before i was a libertarian i was just like a fucking apolitical like internet racist um <laughs> so mm -hmm. prior to that like i was all about making the fucking jokes and and you know and you know leveling criticisms towards every group um and my libertarian period legitimately de-radicalized me somewhat um yeah. so when i heard something like this i would actually sort of 
semi-consciously say to myself, like, see, yeah, see, they're not so bad. They have all this good stuff to say. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to, I just want to like make the clear, so the decoded statement. Yeah, Dave please, just please. said, well, communism, you know, Bolshevism, Marxism, communism, and libertarianism and anarcho-libertarianism and anarcho-capitalism are Jewish. Correct. That's what he said. So I just wanted to agree and amplify with Dave on that point. Fair enough. You know what? You will get no arguments from me. <laughs> that's a fucking, that's a verifiable fact. Factoid. Wait, History almost certified fact. <laughs> and that's what, that's the kind of point that Dave Smith feels like is a Trump card. Like, we'll see. Because Jews aren't all That's leftist. what I'm trying to They're illustrate. That's what totally I'm trying to illustrate. That's materialist right-wingers that eschew all nationalism and just want a, a, a you know a uh, atomized free market system that's, so <laughs> they're the, on both sides of the yeah, of materialism that's that's what i was just trying to illustrate with my with like where, where i had come from prior was a more skeptical j, j skeptical if you will um position and then when i became a dyed in the wool ideological libertarian i was basically like Okay, this is like my cope as to like as to all that stuff I thought before. Now, <laughs> well, they're okay because they did the libertarian meme. You know what I mean? Like, right. or that's that that's my like that to me that was my self justification. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like the, oh, they produce yeah they produce product I hate in the in the form of Bernie Sanders for yes. you know that I don't want to consume that product, but they can they also produce product I, that like, I like in the form of that I enjoy. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Look, we love Tom Woods. We admire him. Uh, a great Gentile. Uh, and uh, who else? Bob Murphy. Bob Murphy, another great Gentile. <laughs> That's right. Let's drink got Scott the- Horton, another. He's actually Jewish. Uh, gentile. Let's drink. And Hayek was a Gentile. He made his contribution. Basically. So let's drink. But if you gen- think about it, Hayek wasn't quite as good as Rothbard. So, you know. Oh, no, no. no. Hayek, so, had, uh, Hayek had a lot of problems. But no. uh, you're about three centimeters of foreskin. Oh, no, I no, did, no, I no he wrote. There, there are a handful of very great essays by Hayek. A, yes. a handful. I mean, he, he, nothing nothing compared to Mises. Nothing compared to, to, to Rothbard. But still, uh, still. Do, uh, do you, when you and I go to Economist Heaven, uh, will we? Will we, will we re- they don't even have heaven. Did you know that? That great synagogue in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> really have a right to even press the man's pants, much less China's shoes. Hayek is still the great. He wrote. I, the I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you on so, that. But he was, and he was a gentile. But but I'm, what I'm getting at is that is that I have to recognize that that here you might say, am I just with this conventional guy? I've become, I, at the age of seven, I'm a Stalinist. At the age of 15, I'm a democratic socialist. And then mm. in my 20s, I read Rothbard and I become a libertarian. And uh, and and so what am I? One of these extreme uh, Jews who's always looking for the Messiah, messianism. But what were you all along, Gene? <laughs> Throughout all those different phases, what were you at your core? <laughs> well, we know. But but you and I hopefully would insist that while the radical, the ability to think in radical terms, to go to the root, which is part of the Talmudic mind, and indeed I guess part of the part of pill pull messianism to seek a better world. They're pill pulling, by the way. They're pulling apart the argument, essentially, and finding things that work within what they're trying to do, essentially, which is what pill pull is. Pill pull is like the is like when the like when they're arguing over like two rabbis are arguing over whether they can eat fucking 
pork does not starve or something. Well, they try to find the uh, the justification in the scripture or whatever, <laughs> essentially. Yes. That's part of our libertarianism. But, sure. But we would still insist. We would still insist that we're not pushing utopia. We're, we're not we're not claiming that you can hurt. You literally are, though. Oh, no, I guess you know what? I guess you're right. I, I will. I'll give them this because, as you said before, they they're right. They started out this conversation by being giving a big old shrug emoji to the whole student debt situation, essentially. So I, yeah. I want to point out something he just said, our libertarianism. Yeah, our libertarianism. I would like our our the libertarianism. <laughs> our the TM. Yes. Yeah, because you know, normal people would just say libertarianism. Yeah. So he's saying Jewish libertarian, like our we. This is our thing that we're steering here. It's kind of like you know, you Gentiles and yeah. our. They say you Gentiles in it. He does. He does. Yeah, it was. Our, we skipped over that, but he says yeah. at some point something, something you Gentiles, and I was like, "Come on, I, man!" If, if, if he's referencing that book, I'm going to jump out the I'm window. Gonna, I know that I have the same, same exact <laughs> thought. By the way, and the listeners of the show, we talked about it six or seven times. The book um, before we both of us have read it on the show, not on the show, but we discussed it on the show. So. Yeah, check if you haven't checked that out and you're listening to this episode, please do yourself a favor and to get sort of the mindset. Um, and Epstein must be aware of that because that was a big thing in the Jewish community at that at, at the age uh, when, when he was, was young. Yeah, yeah, when he was young, he would have at least been aware of it as a book if if he hadn't read it. He read it. Let's be honest. He said the name of the book, but I mean that is a phrase that. It was the name of the book because it's a phrase okay, that they yeah, say. Yeah, all right, fine, fine, fine. I'm living in a new. I'm living in a today brain. So yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to. It's sometimes hard to parse these things. You're right. Should I jump to another timestamp? I have a 104:30. We're very close to that, but I'll jump to 104:25. Yeah, sure. Influence, yeah. uh, particularly in America, <laughs> there seems to be this um, uh, theme that Jews have that they form these oh this is the hard this is where dave the goes hesitance, hard. the hesitance the, can you hear it can you yes. feel the hesitance this is where dave goes out there seems to be this um accusation <laughs> groups that are aware of pushing jewish interests but don't but they're not upfront about that. So, and 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 I think that actually oh. Ilhan Omar oh, yeah, yeah. kind of touched on this yeah. and oh, the thing I'm comfortable talking about really set yeah. off quite a firestorm yes. when she said there are these people who have dual loyalty. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. and the truth is that a lot of um a, a lot of those um neoconservatives who we were talking about who were socialists who were on the left mm -hmm. and then formed this this kind of the neoconservative group. A lot of what their their big problem. Um, with the other leftists was that a lot of the leftists at the time, uh, the the Black Power, the Black Panther movement, things like that, they started uh, um, uh, aligning themselves with the Palestinians and being yeah. critical of Israel. Yeah. And all of these people, even when uh, Go Gollum's gone wrong, <laughs> they don't talk about it in public. They had a very deep seated Jewish identity and they were always super concerned with Israel. And to this day, the neocons, I mean, that's always been like right up there. It's really America and Israel. Those those are their concerns. Yeah. And it does seem like a lot of time. Why even say America, Dave? You know, and your audience knows this. Well, America as the security of Israel. I suppose. Like, so it's like, oh, we're concerned about America. It's kind of like saying like. Uh, there's I'm really concerned for my life 
end the end the end the state of my gun. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like I just really care about yeah. my gun end my life it's not like i, I can relate to my this gun works so i can protect my li- like yeah to, to it to jews and to israel uh america is like the gun yeah i and mean like, yeah we're really concerned about the functioning and the well-being of our weapon but 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 the funny thing is it's it's also it's the 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 other part that is not said is that it's not just america it's every Western country, too. But for the sake of this conversation and not admitting that fact, and we're going to pretend it's America slash Israel. Well, I will say I don't th- I think if um, and I don't know how much of a realistic counterfactual this is, but if somehow they lost grip of the levers of America, there's no there's nothing else. I mean. There's nowhere UK, in Western but Europe. There's UK, but they're not. They don't have the the military or economic strength that America does. Yeah, I mean, it's just America. The more that I learn about it, you know, the bases everywhere, and yeah, that yeah, was that. That was all. All that that like that uh, fucking post World War II expansion world police stuff wasn't really America imperialism, which is what the left would like to characterize it as, but it's rather Israeli imperialism. And it's not even imperialism, it's rather way overextended defenses. Yeah, make the world safe for uh Zionism. Yeah. Pretty much. And you know what the fucked up thing is that they're having this conversation and a real even if you were a real libertarian who doesn't have Jewish interests at first, like evidently these guys do, or Gene at least does, would absolutely say that the, that the activities of Israel is is antithetical to libertarianism. And that should be your number one fucking thing. Should it not? You know, Walter Block, did you did you ever see or hear the uh, Tom Woods um, episode where there was a Walter Block student, like a oh Walter boy. Block trained Jewish debater oh who boy. debated the uh, Israel land question. And his I argument have heard was literally, that. You might have sent it to me, actually. Yeah. That, that oh, well, some of these Jews have deeds from like 2000 yeah. years ago. Like yeah. they didn't No, No, they didn't just scribble this on. <laughs> yeah. It's a these real Joseph real Smith land. kind of deed. Yeah, a real kind of um, an angel gave it to me. Yeah, it said I can have. (laughs) Yeah, this was uh, this was certified in my dreams. (laughs) This one, this one was uh, not invented by a writer. (laughs) Yes, uh... it's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. Yeah, Jewish land uh, yes. <laughs> claims in Israel from 2,000 years ago. <laughs> All right. Um, shall we jump to another timestamp? Uh, my next one is just a couple minutes from the previous one, so I think you can let it roll. Oh, let's do it then, yeah. Sometimes they champion what could be considered a lot of left-wing causes at the time. Oh, right. yeah, civil this is rights all good movements, stuff. Uh, later yeah, yeah. gay rights movements, the LGBTQ movement, things like that. A lot of, not just the neocons, but different Jews in general seem to champion these things where it's like, oh, we don't want white people, we don't want you know the European people to be able to persecute a minority. And they put a different minority up there. But a lot of times that seems like it really comes from the fear that it's like, well, that minority ends up being us. 
if we allow, you know, like this, this type. So it seems like they have a Jewish identity, but are very anti white groups having a white identity. Does that make sense? Wow. Let's see. You're getting into something very silly. (laughs) He keeps like hitting these memes, like uh, national sovereignty for me and not for thee. He literally just did that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm when I re-listened to this in the preparation for this episode, I was surprised to not remember having remembered that line of of attack, if you will. And also the way he says it is, he, he gives a very, char- of course, he gives a charitable interpretation of, you know, championing every countercultural yeah. revolution. Every, and his quiet oh, part they, out loud, if you will. They want to, yeah, they want to, um, he's basically doing the canary in the coal mine. Like, right. oh, well, we want to champion black people's defense and we want to monitor, you know, we want to, uh, what did Trump about South Africa? I'm monitoring the situation. Yes. <laughs> uh, they want to monitor the situation of black Americans, because if that situation starts to go south, then they have to worry about themselves. Like, that's basically what he's saying that the Jews are doing. Um, and then he says, oh, but By the way, he, that's implying a lot of things for the record. Uh, of course. <laughs> yes. I don't think the it brothers, the of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think the brothers necessarily want that, by the way. That's another fucking t- entire can of worms that we won't be touching because it's not our place. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, but what, what's really happening and I am comfortable suggesting he might not be aware of this. But what he's trying to get at, but doesn't quite understand, is Jews don't want white people to have sovereignty, yes, to be able to choose their own destiny. That makes them more uncomfortable than Jews dying. Like if it's the choice between you know millions of Jews dying somewhere in the world and someplace white people have a country where they can completely make their own choices, yeah, that decision takes no time. John Kirby, who is. Yeah, I think if you smash the early life on him might be interesting too, by the way. But um, he uh, said verbatim, I'm, I'm to understand, Russia is a um, conservative Christian country, and for that reason, it must be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they come up with so many <laughs> ways to say it, but it's all backstopped by the Holocaust. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. It said He said white Christian country. A white oh, conservative yeah. Christian country, actually. Sorry, I I should be specific. It is important. Um, yeah, well, one of those words is the operative. Like, right. this, it's a white country that. Well, you don't think that all of those extent, things disgust him? All of those things disgust him, but one of them horrifies. Oh, I know. Him. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was it like like um, Uganda is yeah, a Christian country. Yeah, it is. It's it, a conservative Christian country. It, it is. is. Yeah. Jews don't. Like, you know, shack asleep. Like what when Uganda is Christian and conservative. Yeah. <laughs> it's Although like actually when Russia is. the whole Troon project has seems to be uh, they may be sending uh, sending people over there to make sure that Troons be safe. It's safe to say the world is safe for Troonery. Um, I, I am working on a so I have a theory that is that this will be a nice test a hypothesis testing here. I don't think that like 78 mean IQ Ugandans have the abstract intellect to be trannies taught to, to, to be um, tolerant. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I thought you were going to say they can't even fathom the idea of being in the wrong mind, wrong gender, because they're just it's too con. I mean, the I even think idea the, of genders is too much for them. Perhaps you can get like a, a an African to like butt fuck a, a yeah. male African, and you can you can probably get a gay African to dress up like a woman because you know he's all fucked up in the head. Like you yeah. can probably traumatize a young African boy to be fucked up like you can do yeah, to whites. Yeah, but I don't think they can understand like what the an identity is other than literally what they see with their eyes, i.e. the color oh, of your skin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. But what if you were actually in a different gender, but I'm not? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what if you had a different gender for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say, yes. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. what if you what if you ate cocks for breakfast <laughs> but i didn't eat cocks well for i did but it was for nutrition because i'm starving because i'm in africa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's nothing i said no homo before so um okay they would they don't even understand what no homo is <laughs> <laughs> but i i do want to point out what dave said yeah did, did i make this point that because i i want to like hammer home like the literal interpretation of some of the things that he's yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of um say it again even if he did flying by which he said and and it's like um there was this guy that did uh back when i was actually into game of thrones like 10 years ago and watching the show Ugh. before it got shitty and reading the books and stuff um yeah i, I know but there's this guy Preston yeah, i'm an uber hipster i think you know this though uh well i'm a you know, I was reading the George R. R. Martin 1960s, 1970s science fiction short stories, so I feel like I've got a little bit there. You got cred. Um, you got cred. I'll give you that. Because <laughs> I got, I, I got really into him as an author, and uh, one day I'd like to review some of his stories, actually, from a political perspective. His good ones. But, yeah, his old sci-fi ones. Nice. Um, okay. But uh, there's this guy, Preston Jacobs, who t does these analyses. He does a lot of these fan things like Preston Jacobs. Theories. You're saying that a guy named Preston Jacobs, no, Jacobs, dude, it is. He sounds <laughs> he actually sounds pretty white. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, but he had this whole he was making when the Game of Thrones show got really bad in the later seasons, he switched over to starting to make fun of it, you know? Right, right. Uh, and he had this theme he would use when the writers couldn't explain something, they would just have a character say it and then step over it. Hell yeah. And he, and he would, ha he had this like brilliant writing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would like, he'd be like, okay, they can't resolve this problem because of the way they wrote the show. Like there's mm. a there's two characters that they merged into one, right. or like this character can't be in these two places. That, so they just kind of say, it's kind of like, uh, well, what about the Wookiees? Remember that there? Yeah. What was that thing from Star Wars? The what about the there's like something that like they're in the Jedi Council and some guys just like, well, what about the something something in the Wookiees? It's like some kind of oppression of the Wookiees. Yeah. And then they just go back to talking about like whatever and it's never brought up again. Uh, those um, poor Wookiees. So, but so he has this thing. It's called like the lamp shade of. That's Whatever. pretty it's funny. Really, lampshade. It, That's pretty <laughs> lampshade and soap of of a bad writing. <laughs> so whenever whenever this like technique is used, this lampshade appears on the video that he photoshops in, and he uses like a voice effect, and it's like, "I am the lampshade of blah blah blah." This character <laughs> just brought up this plot point. It will never be brought up again. It's been resolved, <laughs> and it's like that's what Dave is doing. So he goes, he just goes. Some people, people are talking. 
People about, are saying. <laughs> uh, people are, are having an observation. People are noticing that, uh, or they think they might be noticing somehow <laughs> that Jews are working for Jewish interests. Anyway, so to continue, it's like, <laughs> like I feel like it's it's kind of like um, anti unboxing. Yeah, it's like it's like a YouTube video where you're like, hey, um, here's this new iPhone uh, 14 Pro. Here's the box. Uh, check out my next video. Yes, it's boxing. We're just going to stick it right here in this box and then I'll read the back of it. And then like it's already well, it's already in the box. Yeah. OK, true. Yeah, yeah. He's like, look at this box. You can imagine what it would be like if I were to open this. So anyway, the next product is because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and anybody including Dave, obviously Dave can't, which is why he steps over it. And Gene step doesn't want to engage. Can anybody deny? I mean, th this is what, this is like a, a pretty powerful question. Like do black people have interests? Do Jews have interests? Do white well, people have interests? I was going to say before, before we move on to Jews, uh, chicken, watermelon, <laughs> they do have interests, many basketball <laughs> sneakers. Yes. <laughs> Um, and when you ask those questions, if you ask them in the right order, you can really trap liberals because yeah. they're going to say black people have interests. They're going to say homosexuals have interests. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, then you ask them, but, and, and then for the JQ, it's like, do Jews have interests? And people will get a little uncomfortable about that one yeah, because they'll from, see it. They've been MK ultra did to do so. And they'll say, well, because of, they might like start going well because of the holocaust or whatever right M mk um, ultra to do so trauma-based like, <laughs> in propaganda mind -washing. how is dave going to sit here and say as if it's in question like he brings it up as if it's like there's this idea that one could make the argument for it's like there are thousands of acronym ngos <laughs> and foundations for jews explicitly specifically yeah. and one eight seven seven cars for kids <laughs> that's notably one if you didn't know until today but all the money for one eight seven seven cars for kids goes to jewish summer camps anyway you were saying yeah so it's like so j street uh the adl the um what's World the jewish contrast yeah Congress. jinsa uh, I don't know all of them, but yeah, there's, there's, so there's, you know, we could go on, maybe there's a wiki for it. Um, but the idea that there isn't a such thing as Jewish interests and that a, it's absurd these, that these power players, right? Like the chairman of the federal reserve yeah. or the whatever, whatever isn't that, that they don't have, it's like, oh, well they might have, and then they bring up the dual loyalty thing too. And they say, yeah, there's this accusation that they have dual. And that's where the Ilan, and then, Ilan Omar. Right. And then also they say, well, obviously Ben Shapiro does because it's someone you can laugh about the Ben Shapiro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He sucks. He wants to fuck his sister. His wife has a separate bedroom to him. <laughs> that's verifiable. Yeah. By the way, he said in my wife's bedroom in a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where she lies with her dry pussy. <laughs> anyway. All right. So we can. Um, Let's be. I think we should just keep going here because he does do this yeah, little yeah, line yeah. of attack and Gene sort of fucking f fucking swirls about it. I, I, yeah, I have a, a, note, a little after, saying that. Who, sorry. It what? makes him uncomfortable. Okay. 
Who's they in the pronoun? That they Jews. They, they, they Jews. Jews. But they Jews. Jews. Those Jews. Wow, he sounds really uncomfortable. Jews have. Yeah. What is it? Jews have a Jewish identity, but they're not. They're against. Uh, and they're not upfront about it. Not they up don't seem to talk. They, they don't seem. I mean, I, I, oh, yeah, I like. Well, it, you well, don't have to search too oh. deep into their reading to find it. But oh, in the yeah. writing. Well, yeah. I know. Okay. Of course, I'm, I. I would maintain it because they're not upfront about a lot of things. Because the the real and bad. The real condemnation of Elon Omar was that she was that how. How dare you associate oh, Jews with money? Uh, how dare you? And then I was just reminded, Philip Roth, a young, brilliant novelist. Uh, pause right there. Not for particularly brilliant unless you're really into dick jokes. <laughs> also, he's just said his defense for Jews not being forthcoming about their dual loyalty is, that, well, they're not forthcoming about anything. Because, right, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Dave, that's hardly an accusation for a people that lie about everything. I mean, <laughs> come on, here. what are you trying to say? Like, anyway, so back to talking about Ilan Omar, which everybody in this audience, you know, everybody already hates, doesn't so like. Just, yeah. Yeah. We can, yeah. Let's associate her with anti-Semitism. Right. Yeah, she looks, I mean, frankly, looks like one of those black baby dolls at Walmart that never gets bought. You ever yeah. noticed that before? They're all, and by yeah. the way, when you go in the aisle at Walmart, there's just shitloads of them because no kid, white or black, wants one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the TikTok uh, make your baby cry challenge to buy. To buy <laughs> yes, yeah, it literally was for a while. But I think that's actually, I don't know if that would fly on TikTok. I don't know. I don't make use your that baby, you make your racist baby cry challenge. Yeah. Give him this one of these dolls. <laughs> Writes a story called Defender of the Faith about conniving Jews. Right. How dare you say that Jews can never be conniving and use their Jewishness uh, and for, for bad ends? How dare you say that we Jews ever do anything nasty? Because that's uh, that's an anti-Semitic tropey. And so he says this twice, by the way, he says tropey here and later he says trophy. Does Gene Epstein legitimately not know the word trope? <laughs> Or does he think it's like shoppy, like old, old yeah, English shoppy, <laughs> old, yeah, oldie times. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, obviously, we're very insecure. We're very touchy. And, and instead of instead of saying that we no longer have to insist that we're not smart, we no longer have to insist that we're not arrogant. We, we, yes, we're arrogant. Yes, we're smart. Uh, yes, we're funny. Yes, we're a lot of things. Yes, we brought you Western economics. You and if you don't, I'm just gonna list some things in case you forgot. Like By the way, ding that. ding. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we brought you Austrian economics. At fine, but but just don't kill us. You know? <laughs> that seems reasonable <laughs> to me. And just don't. But I mean, obviously, actually, of course, as a libertarian, I would say, look, if you don't want us to join your country club, uh, that's fine with me. I'm not. I'm not yeah. aggressive. But but just don't kill us. We don't have to be that touch until. Pause. pause. So this is a. Again, the big, big backstop here, the bulwark of the Holocaust. Yep. I mean, if it wasn't for that, because he's literally saying, yeah, you know, we're kind of, um, in, in, let's just sum this up, despicable. Yes, I was going to say, kind of unreconcilably annoying in, in a fucking <laughs> metaphysical way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, because we have this thing on you where you tried to kill us, which is just made up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, well, we don't have to join your country club. And I was, I just want to be like, how about you just put the period at country and yes. not join our country? Yeah. Because he would say no, because that's killing us. You see what he's doing there? Yeah. Well, this is this is now what they're doing with the tranny thing, where it's like it's like, oh, but whatever thing that we want, we're going to say that's the line of killing us. 
you know, well, let's just mm-hmm. let's let's just imply that anything that we say at this line beyond is literally genocide, which is just like a very lazy rhetorical device, frankly. And, um, you know, the kind of thing that like, you know, that's like the that's like the like conservatives love that type of stuff, by the way, because they, they're trained to beat that rhetoric, by the way. Um, but interestingly they're also trained to not do it in this one single instance they'll do it for trannies all day they'll do it for you know for for blm all day but they when this one instance that they've been specifically mk altered into not questioning uh is and it's just like that exactly you said it, the bulwark that was the back the he's been backed up into the wall as far as he's willing to go Yes. And yeah, I, cause I had, I don't know at what time we're at now, but I had put 106.30 and I put Dave makes Gene uncomfortable. We're at 108 right now. Okay. So yeah, so we had gotten past that, but I think, I think there was a point where, um, were they talking to, I no, they talk about the Holocaust later. There was a, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. The, the individual point, I may have lost it already where, cause he makes Gene uncomfortable a few times, or you could tell Gene jumps into his role as, um, yeah, the, to reel in, to reel him in. Yeah. Yeah. To guide the conversation. Uh, what's your next timestamp though? I let it roll for a long time after that. And okay. I got to one twenty where they start on the Holocaust. Okay. Let's uh, well, let's jump to let's jump to one twenty though, because uh, we've gotten we've done a lot of material on this so far. Uh, here we go. You certainly could see the Bolshevik Revolution as a Jewish movement, and they also had a genocide of their own, uh, and by most estimates, okay. killed more people okay. than the the Germans. Okay, okay, Jave. Okay, cool it. Okay, yeah. now, okay, now, now you really come on. Now, okay, Jewish move. Okay, it was disproportionately Jewish day, but are you, we really going to pretend? <laughs> so Dave was being one hundred percent honest, by the way, and by the way, heterodox, or sorry, orthodox, pun intended, um, historians will be the first to tell you that the Bolsheviks was absolutely a fucking almost explicitly Jewish movement. Um, it's not, it, and, and then in another light, say, and not in the context of a libertarian podcast, it would be viewed as a, wow, these guys are really smart. Like, you know, I mean, they're in the the vanguard of different social movements kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So this is why, but it's, it, so that's why it's all the more insane that Gene would take such issue with it. But in the context of this broader conversation, he doesn't like it. Well, he's taking issue with it because it's spe- Dave is specifically because Dave is not schooled in this stuff. You can see why Gene is so necessary. Dave is allowing, uh, let's just say, like the Holodomor or something like that to be to be equivocal. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Equ- yes. 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 Which is the number one no, no. You can yes. the blood libel. You know, there is no there is no blood libel, but blood libel. Yeah. <laughs> It has to be like a unique instance of horror that it, I mean, you know, it's all got all the hallmarks of a trauma based, you know, emotional manipulation slash 
blackmail kind of thing. But anyway, sorry to interrupt the fucking. Look, Stalin was. I'm just making. My, look, my point is <laughs> that this is defensive. all silly. I agree. None of this. None of this makes you, sense. You, you're not a class act. You don't have the show notes page that 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 that, that great gentile Tom Woods does. Oh no, but, Tom Woods does way too much homework. I'm wait, not going to waste pause, my time. Do you see? Is he admonishing him for making a mistake? He just goes, Dave. You just um, equivocated, like let's just say the Holodomor with the Holocaust. Yeah. Now I'm going to punish you by saying you're not as much of a class act as Tom Woods, and he's as a, even though he's a Gentile, he's better than you. That's like what Gene just said. That's what he actually said, but I think what he wanted <laughs> to project was. Um, you're not going to give them reading that states this and they're just going to repeat this uncritically kind of thing. So you're being you're being too, you know, you're being too bombastic by saying such a thing kind of thing. Whereas Tom Woods would be a lot more. Care- he's a more of a t- careful butt goy than you. Um, and <laughs> and he well, would Dave d- doesn't feel like he needs to be a butt goy because right, he's, 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 he's the real of, real deal. He's like a, he's the a real schlemiel. Yeah, <laughs> the real deal with Dave Schlemiel. Uh, he is like a, a naive Jew, Dave. Yeah. And he's kind of had it. They're guiding him and they kind of see him as like a, a, a Goyim whisperer with his like sure, ability yeah. to pull in the Hoppian Rothbardian. Which is I got to imagine. Sorry to interrupt you, but I got to imagine is like. You know, Hoppe's pretty based, probably. I know he holds, he probably hides his power level a bit. Um, but, like, I imagine that, like, especially when even Rothbard himself and Hoppe were hooking up with Pat Buchanan, I'm sure that some palms in Tel Aviv were sweating. <laughs> yeah, mom's spaghetti. Yes, mom's kugel. <laughs> <laughs> palms are schwitzing, mom's kugel. <laughs> <laughs> all right um but you were just making a point i interrupted you to go off on a tangent i'm sorry well i i just wanted to make that small point that i feel like there's a subtext in here where gene is he's like um he's alpha dogging and he's daddying because yeah. dave has uh, daddy issues and yes. I, I i don't mean that as a personal attack yeah i have mommy issues it's yeah. fine it's fine. But <laughs> Dave does not like his dad. He does not know his dad. He has no respect for his paternal line in that sense. And he's he's been open about growing up without a father and that he was very angry about it when he was young. And that's why he started smoking weed, yada, yada. And he has clearly found a string of older male role models like Ooh. Andrew Napolitano, <laughs> Gene Epstein. Um, Tom Woods is more like a Big brother. Yeah, I would say I agree um, with that. Same with fucking Keichel Chalice there. Uh yeah. Kretschmer. Michael Kretschmer. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, he um he he likes that. And there's there's actually just just so there's nothing wrong with that. No, of course you not. Know, Especially if, if there's someone is you know, on paper or or like has a positive impact in your life, yeah. Yeah. So, but I think Gene, I think they understand this relationship. Um, All too and well. I think Gene yeah, has the ability to chastise Dave and they explicitly say that he chastises him from the, from like, Oh, you got this point about Auster libertarianism wrong, but the esoteric chastisement, yeah. like that only matters because he is a symbolic you know, yeah, Jewish my father. other son, my other son would do a lot better than this, Dave. <laughs> you know, did you notice earlier on when they were talking about the Soho Forum and stuff, Dave brought up 
Gene Stone a few times, like, oh, well, he can take care of that. Like, he was like, oh, you should write an expose about being a moderator and all the stuff that goes on right, behind the yeah. scenes. And Gene goes, well, I'm a, as a Jewish businessman, I don't want to like harm the interests of my business because if people know I'm going to spill the, the spaghetti, then they won't. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, well, you should write it and have it, you know, in your will. You know, they, they were kind of joking, but he's like, oh, you know, your son can deal with it. And then Dave also brought up like, about when Gene got up, got mad at some socialist he was debating. And then he was like, oh, it was like I was debating a 29 year old myself when I was a socialist. So I right. got kind of heated and my son said that I shouldn't have done that. And Dave goes, well, I, I think that it was fine that you did that. And Dave was almost going like, so your you other like son more, right? thinks differently. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's something. And, and I think just there, like basically Gene was like, look, uh, I'm not going to give you head pats if you're going to walk around saying right, yeah, that yeah, the Bolsheviks yeah. are as bad as the Nazis. Yeah, I will say this, and I, you know, uh, I feel like the interpersonal, um, the interpersonal Jewish relationship is very transactional, and um, and I think you can, I mean, you can suss that. I can, let's just say that I have some personal insight into it. We won't have to go too deep into it, but you know, even friends growing up and stuff, there's a very majorly transactional aspect to it. And I think you're really, I didn't see this when, when I first listened to this, but now you're, as you're saying it to me, it definitely comports with my view on what's going on here. Um, but yeah. And Anyway, like that, that is, that is very true. And, uh, let's just keep going, I guess. All that time. You guys got to look this stuff there up is a, There is a great and entertaining book, uh, called the Holocaust in American life, which makes the point you're making. Oh, this that, was great. That, I forgot about that this part. Are, the way in which the Holocaust was used for political purposes. <sighs> Gene. <laughs> and the, the odd fact that 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 in the in the ten years after the Holocaust there was practically nothing about it. Odd fact, very odd <laughs> odd thing. And you know, none of the major spy people who were active in the OSS say, like the Dulles brothers, you know, wrote very extensively on their lifetimes uh, during the World War II, and just you know, just forgot to mention this really huge thing that we basically is the you know, the ontological starting point for all political discussion in the West. <laughs> You'd think they'd mention it. When would he's yeah. usually, is uh, there one other historical? So he's going to, you know, he's going to expand on this, but is, is there another historical episode like an atrocity or a war or anything that was absent for a decade or a decade and a half after its occurrence and then was discovered in a piece of entertainment media. So just let him go on. Yeah. We'll After the event yeah. happens, that's when there's a lot about it. But it wasn't until the Anne Frank pl play came out and that Adolf Eichmann was captured. And when did the Anne Frank come when, out? That's another thing. Well, let me just pause and say the fucking Eichmann thing, because the Eichmann trial was a fucking disaster as far as I'm concerned. The, they, uh, the evidence that was presented was fucking blatantly contradictory to the overall narrative of it. Um, repetitive, re repeatedly. And uh, the fact that that is the fucking, and then also the Hera, Hannah Arendt book is sort of also what in injected, that, that, that gold wash that she did sort of um, injected uh, that into American intellectual discourse, by the way. That was a big um, motivator. I wonder what her, her early life looks like. But anyway, what does is, what is, um, Jean have to say about, about the- Well, let me, just, let me just decode this real quick. Sure. 
what they just said was the Holocaust was not a thing for 10, maybe 15 years after its occurrence. Yes. Let's say 10. And it became a thing after a Jewish play about Anne Frank. So in other words, and a show trial, an entertainment product, like yeah. such as a movie uh, was put out, then it became an historical fact that everybody, you know, that now it's illegal in however many, yeah, most you know, 15 countries. countries. Yeah. <laughs> um, and is that, is that, is there anything else like that? I mean, but I mean, just let that, just let that sit. Like, yeah, historic, nobody was talking about this thing until Jews made a play <laughs> personalizing this uh, little girl who, you know, probably existed and, and did die, yeah. but, you know, not in terrible the, disease, in the, you know, there's no, you know, uh, medicine for them because, you know, the supply lines were being bombed. <laughs> yeah. And what's his name did his best. Uh, that doctor at Mengele. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he day and night, he tried to keep keep uh, Anne Frank alive, but it just it that's, just wasn't enough. That's what he said, at least. <laughs> I mean, there's you could just at least, you know, you don't have to take him at his word, but just like hear what he has to say, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, let's go. Not, not until 50, 1956, okay. like 11 years later, and then the movie comes out, and then in 1958, 59, Eichmann is captured and and, and, and brought to Jerusalem for tr trial, went out to Starkov, captured him in Argentina for crimes he did. There's a bunch of Nazis down there in Argentina, right? Didn't they all escape there? Not all, but didn't a whole bunch of them <laughs> escape to Argentina? Hangout. It was a great hangout. Yeah, a lot well, of well, it was good weather. World Cup. Good weather. Did you and, see? Did you see that recently? Oh yeah, like the the, the messy thing with the yeah. Isn't that guy German? Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> it's worth mentioning though that if, even if he was, even if he is full blooded German, I mean, there was full blooded Germans. Like I, I, we did an episode on the on the uh, the Falklands War, and like we did a little bit of brief story about about uh, about Argentina, and like Argentina was like forty percent German before the Perón regime before any hitler people came any mm -hmm. not nazis came from europe at all it was like very like ethnically and culturally german and um it was like on track actually to be like better than america at one point um and uh yeah uh, something happened in the 40s no i'm just kidding it wasn't that uh it was the great depression they never recovered from and then also actually ironically or not ironically but not fittingly they got hooked into the whole uh british banking system um british t british air Corps, air quotes banking system and that's kind of what ruined them in the long run but uh sorry that was a sidetrack but they are getting yeah. sidetracked, for the record, by the way. So, of course, the, the Jews knew. Yeah, exactly. They said, they're all in Argentina, so we'll chase them and we'll catch them. And they did catch them. And so it was a big deal. But what I'm saying is that, that it was not until the late 50s, mid to late 50s, 10 years after the event, that suddenly the Holocaust is a big deal. And then, in fact, the, the, the oddest joke of all was, was all the this money so that funny. was being offered to Holocaust survivors. And it was, uh, I forget the guy who had this great line, in, in the year 2000, Switzerland, what this is a fact, Switzerland was offering money to Holocaust survivors in the year 2000, and there were a million applicants, a million applicants in the year 2000. Fucking why? Do them. <laughs> Honestly, why? What does Switzerland have to do with it? Yeah, it's like um, Iceland. <laughs> yeah. It's Uganda. <laughs> Let's use Uganda again. Fuck it. <laughs> Uganda is offering reparations to Holocaust survivors because, I mean, if, if I found that out, by the way, I would believe it. 
if, that Uganda was offering payments. <laughs> Um, 55 years after yeah. the event happened, stopped. So, so it was, um, forgetting the guy's name, he's got a Jewish name. His mother was a Holocaust survivor in the year two. She said, So he's allowed to say this. If there are a million Holocaust survivors still alive in the year 2000, who did Hitler ever kill? <laughs> you know? And so, all of the, so, so. But really, though, damn correct. Big so, thing. <laughs> big things coming from Gene Epstein right now. I guess we're, we're knocking the Jews now. A lot of greedy Jews who are not really Holocaust survivors, who are obviously just lining up for this money. Just so story. <laughs> and I have this line that I've been working on with that I was going to bring up, like with the, the Dave conversation later. But um, whenever I either debate the Holocaust or hear about the Holocaust. And I hear about this stuff like, oh, these Jews are lying about the Holocaust. These Jews are lying about the Holocaust. They never put, they never say that phrase, but what the, what are they saying? All these Jews are lying about the Holocaust. They're saying right. they were. And so I would like to like coin this, this phrase here. Coin it. It's Checkle it. Yes. yes. Um, it's not that, it's not that Jews are lying about the Holocaust. It's just that Jews have, have lied about the Holocaust. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because like it's like everything is like, well, you know, they said they they, they lied, they exaggerated this number, they they would they just threw that against the wall. It's actually was only one point four million or whatever at Auschwitz. Okay. Oh, uh, you know, oh, they, uh, they 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 lied and said it was five million polls. That was a lie to get the polls on our side. And now actually, and now that they're was trying to pull lie. it back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this guy that tossed app the girl tossed apples over the fence in belgium or whatever yeah they whatever ate, it was. she ate her own shit and then it kept eating a diamond <laughs> over and over again by the way and that lady by the way if you go on her page on wikipedia wikipedia says she's full of shit yeah no <laughs> the, the mainstream jews will go after they the hate that really yeah. bald-faced um shysters if you yeah <laughs> the shoe fits <laughs> <laughs> because because they understand we can't be this is a collection. Actually, this is this is how they police their collection collective action problem, because the Holocaust is their biggest collective action. Right. Or the and grift you from can't it, have yeah. individuals grifting irresponsibly. And the punishment is we remove your Jew protections. Right. Yeah. And you will become a laughingstock and that you will get more ostracized from the Jewish community for lying about the Holocaust than for raping kids. Full stop. I mean, that's not even that's empirically true. Yeah. That's not up for debate. You don't have to qualify that. Yes. So it's not that Jews are lying about the Holocaust. It's just that Jews lied about the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because like, well, whatever. We could litigate that all day. And of course, as you know, as you just said, the Holocaust was used as the excuse to create Israel. Right. And, uh, and, and By the way, I will say this. It's nice to hear them say that. Every so often, because a lot of times you'll get a butt goy or a conservative sort of just being like, well, no, it's because of our interests, you know, and it's just like, OK, stop, <laughs> like, stop, just please stop with that shit. Um, so it is refreshing, at least, that they are have that level of honesty, at least. 
Um, and it, it, actually, it was Benny Morris. Benny Morris, who's a Jewish uh, revisionist historian, who's now turned against uh, uh, the Palestinians, who makes the point at the doing when Israel was created, when they forced it, when the UN was voting on it, the the, the Arabs were literally saying uh, that uh, that because we feel terrible about the Holocaust, uh, I mean, the Palestinians was, but but do, do we have to pay the price? I mean, right. How about, Valid question, by the way. By the way, uh, point of strategy. <laughs> um, they would have been in a stronger position to say that didn't happen. Fuck off. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they no, would have. That did. That's that's a lie, and that didn't happen. Fuck off. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Oh, we," because what they're basically doing the reciprocal of what's being criticized a lot on the right when you have a lawyer who goes, "Your Honor, my you know client is a piece of shit, but he has the right, right to free speech." Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, I, but he he is already, he, yes, he's he has expressed racist things, but that didn't come, and he's very sorry for that because he's evil for that. However, that didn't come into play when he was literally being, uh, fighting off a pack of rapists off of his wife <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, sort of hit one lightly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and so what the Arabs did is they said, look, you are totally morally, um, correct yes. and deserving of something but can we just uh can we just keep our land well no because yeah. you just granted a supreme moral premise yeah don't you see how this works yeah that is how it works it does um another recent example it's a little bit different but i remember there was that uh the la dodgers was planning on hosting some like like fag like tranny fake nun thing in which, by the way, that bald guy who got fired from the fucking department of energy of energy is a member of it. Um, and they're like being officially hosted by the LA Dodgers and the, the Catholic church in, in California were like, were like, um, this is an anti-Catholic hate group. Therefore you shouldn't, you shouldn't, therefore LA Dodgers shouldn't host any hate group, even if it's Catholic. And that was their real, attack on this instead of being this is indecent there shouldn't be fucking men dressed as women in public in front of a public place where their children are that would be a better attack um instead they they did the the victim approach of being like but they're mean to us that's not a winning strategy no no well unless you're one of the the chosen groups that are allowed to utilize that defense um, yeah, and, and they're uh, not. Tell me, Catholics, um, what's your Holocaust? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, I mean, I could even list a bunch of things that were done to them, but that's just because of the fact that the media and fucking intelligentsia has been, or academia has been captured by this Holocaust first, you know, Jewish regime um, that will never be a thing. Uh, that the, none of those will ever be recognized as valid because it's not it's not um, it's not expedient to any of the political outcomes that the regime wants. Mm -hmm. um, what do you have any other uh, timestamps? I actually uh, don't have any other timestamps. Do you think we could we've done it? 
I think we should let it roll for a while. Okay, and yeah. See. Well, we'll see if we'll 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 go out on a big humdinger. How about that? Because that's a great yeah. way to end a podcast. I, we'll we'll <laughs> even actually there were even Arab countries that said we'll kick in a little bit. We'll take some Jews. I mean, what should have happened, of course, is that the quarter of a million refugees from the Holocaust should have been should have been taken absorbed into the U.S. That's where oh. they wanted to go anyway. Right. Britain, the U.S. Uh, uh, the, that's where they wanted to go. That would have been the solution. I mean, that of course segues into our final point, which is that, that would have been the I final think solution. neither of you. <laughs> Neither you nor I are Zionists, and no. we and we recognize the real real problem. We had the good ones of, of Israel, and absolutely, uh, and, and 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 you might say it's embarrassing to talk about. But yeah. right from the beginning, yeah, and yeah, as yeah. as you're saying, right from the beginning, the creation of Israel, yeah. it, it was it, it should have been easily foreseeable that there's going to be a big problem to just say this horrible thing happened to a group of people in in Europe, yeah. and therefore these guys have yeah, to all give up their land over here who had nothing to do nothing. with it, who were I mean, what they were a colony yeah. of yeah. two different countries. Yeah. I feel like we're giving up too much ground to say things I agree with. <laughs> Who were on the well, right he'll, side. He'll, oh, yeah, he's going to ruin it? Here. Oh, thank yeah. you. Okay. Side of that conflict, if yeah. you want to think of it, in terms of right and right, yeah, right the with, British with, and the French, right? There were Arab, I guess there were Arab on countries. On the right side of that conflict. <laughs> there were Arab countries. The, that is a crazy admission, by the way. But let's just go. Let's step over that because it's too obvious. You should like the Nazis more. Who knows? But yeah, but but it, it seems it, it yeah. would have made not that this was the right answer either, but it would have made more logical sense to say we're going to cut out a section of Germany and give it to the Jews. Yes, sure. to, to, you know, there would have <laughs> at least been a logical you, train of thought well, there. Mike makes right. That's what libertarians think. Yeah, we could buy. Oh, we could Canada. Pay. That really would have been we the way to go. Canada. There's just so much space but, there. But, but really, you don't even I, need to pay them. You really, can just really, push Canadians around. The truth is that the established Jews in this country like Palestinians. had a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Except I kind of agree about the Canadian thing. <laughs> fucking leaves power at the time who could have been influential just kidding i know you guys listen i love you <laughs> it was really, it was a quarter of a million jews that could easily have been taken in to right. the u.s and of course we would have had a bigger problem we would have had then, then they would have been did he just say the holocaust population. was only oh, a quarter God. of a million jews no i'm just kidding he's, he's talking about the he's talking about the people yeah, who, who needed a place to go Air quotes survived, yeah. yeah. God, and then they I can't even imagine. Then they would have been ninety-nine percent of all the. Businesses. We'd have three central banks. Exactly, just all the yeah, but 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 they could easily they were Europeans that could easily have been absorbed here, but the U.S. didn't take them, so push them all into Israel and then create the Israeli state. And also, going back in time, Theodore Herzl, the father of Zionism was fully aware of the fact that there were a quarter of a million Palestinians living in Palestine. He talked about transferring them out, right? pushing them out. The whole Zionist movement, there were good people, good people who were settlers who came, who wanted to live side by side with the Arabs. There were good people on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> By and large, the leaders of the Zionist movement, right from the get-go, right? You know, the ones that burned an effigy of a fucking baby in, in a giant Moloch fucking statue in 1932. Those guys, mm -hmm. yeah, those guys were real socialists. Right from its origins, wanted to push the Palestinians out, and they did so brutally uh, in 47, 48, as you know. So it's a very sorry history. Of course, as a Jew, I wrote the... Also, the, uh, he, he says that all without the... You know, the you know, he says, oh, it's brutal or whatever. But it's like, can we talk about like the fucking hotel bombings on civilians um, like the fucking killing the they killed the British consulate of Palestine? Did you know that? Uh, no. Yeah, they did. They killed the, he. Oh, no. Sorry. The British consulate of Egypt. 
Um, oh. And he was a personal friend of of, uh, of Winston Churchill's. And they basically, they were like a little bit pissed about it, but basically let them go on it. Yeah, well, so he was probably not that cool. No, probably not. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that's but that's that's how how cowed the the British Empire was to them already. Was yeah, that whoopsie? Yeah, Butterfingers. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a whoopsie. It was a like we're going to your fucking private house and walking into your house and shooting you in the fucking head, or trying to shoot you in the fucking head, missing, and then chasing you down in a car high speed car chase through the streets of Cairo, and eventually fucking killing you, and then you know they you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> pretty crazy stuff. I had the privilege of writing an introduction to uh, to Jeremy Hammond's book on this. It's history. excellent. Uh, yes, you. I've read and, it. And it was a good book. And in my introduction, I said, you know, and please, of course, what Israel did to push the Palestinians out, to turn them into refugees, to do all that, you know, it, it, it's not a unique story. It's, it's uh, 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 colonialism. It kind of is, actually. He's yeah. trying to be like, oh, that's all. Col- it's, it's just like all colonialism. It's not because colonialism was a bunch of plucky, <laughs> you know, Europeans getting in a boat and going to a place that was unconquered and risking life and limb uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, to tame wild lands and fight fucking savage wars with savages. Under their own resources. Under their own resources. And that what you're talking about is literally stealing all the weapons that weren't used in World War II by America stealing them and taking them and then genociding an almost disarmed fucking civilian population. Correct. That's what we're talking about, Gene. That's what we're talking about. Not colonialism. That kind of ugly thing has created other countries. Sure. They've been other... But indeed, we did it. And it doesn't make me ashamed of being a Jew. It makes me... It should. But but we we should tell it like it is. I, actually, the other point I made, which which I guess I should re- remind myself of now, is that is that the best the best evidence against the Israeli policy usually comes from Israeli news sources. You know that we are people who tell it like it is. The revision. Well, that's a nice admission there, Gene. Because I, whenever I want to see uh, the most fucking opt fuck optics ethnocentric fucking um, bile coming to the, uh, in in vis a vis Arabs, um, that's where I go. Is the Times of Israel? Mm-hmm. Israeli historians yeah. are the best source on this. So, so that's another yeah, they, characteristic they of the Jewish. They wouldn't change anything around personality that, that that they are truth tellers they are in, they are impelled to, to record history accurately and so and so indeed the the, the Israeli peace movement is the and of course that's my main point that that, uh, that I'm not I'm not against Israel as such Israel exists as a state uh, it, it probably will continue to exist as a state and there isn't with which I align myself <laughs> but uh, uh, but certainly uh, the uh, all of the all the, the condemnation of Elon Omar was really really tragic Everything she said was truthful. And although my final point is only this, that that uh, that when you that that it is at least when you talk about how how any hint of not liking Jews and oh, any hint of, of, of racism, you pounce on someone. And that's terrible. Uh, that that does happen. But at least we should at least recognize that we do live in a world now where if somebody is called out as a Jew hater, then it's a badge of shame. Because certainly if we live. Oh, I'm so glad. Lived in a world in which you're proud yeah. to be a Jew hater, then that would. 
would get you and me a little bit nervous that maybe the Nazis. I live in that world. Yes, I, I I do agree with you on that. I think in general the idea that being called racist or hating Jews or or you know hating some hating group of, uh, some minority yeah. group is regarded as a bad thing. I think that is a net plus. Like that's a good thing. But it but it has gotten to a level yeah, no, where I think it's it does a lot more harm oh, than good. Oh, yeah. And I also happen to be a believer Pause. and I could be wrong about so Dave is actually engaging in some conscious J, J to J discourse here. Yes. Where it's like, yes, yes, being able to. This is harming us. Yeah, this is harming our ability to continue to control the Goyim. So it is good to have this weapon that you can bonk them on the head at your discretion. But if you overuse it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're blunting it. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll wrap up shortly, but... uh... I personally believe the idea that driving these type of discussions underground so to speak, or or jumping on somebody so, yeah, who brings this is, up a... This is more what you were saying. This is conscious uh, stratagem, strategy, strategizing. Proof yeah, if you go, if, if people get too in trouble for saying nigger, I can't have them in my Facebook group where I can control them. Right, yes. <laughs> and that is what ultimately happened. Which is why he was so. By the way, it was it was COVID stuff that uh, that shut down the the part part of the problem Facebook, uh-huh. as I understand it, <laughs> and which is why I guess maybe you know Dave was a very vocal COVID guy for the record, so maybe he was he was like, you know, like don't you understand what you've done? <laughs> don't you understand that my nice little decompression chamber has been uh, has been fucking eliminated? Yeah, I've got I have an op here. Yeah, and you just fucking coof with your short right the- with your short term money op. Yeah, you fools! Calling <laughs> them all types of horrible names that like you you're a Jew hater and you're racist and bigoted. I I think that does a lot more to stoke anti Jewish feelings than having a conversation like the one me and you are having right now. I've always felt which has been so revelatory and it's now not there, filled he's wrong. with yeah, which is not filled <laughs> at all with a bunch of fucking half excuses and bullshit. Because this this conversation they're having right here is stoking me. It's stoking me off. I think it stoked a lot of people and I think <laughs> I, I mean there's something to the fact that all the people who come into or not all the people but a, a good amount of the people who come into the audience of this show Almost all of them identified as former libertarians for the most part. Just saying. Uh, anyway, let's just let's just you know what? I can't even fucking listen to this shit anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I didn't have any um, specific things you wanted to pull out. Yeah. Yeah, there were there. There were like some points that it's yeah, basically they what the conversation they had. I mean, it was good Lord, like. They didn't even. You know, it's funny, like Gene had all of these um, dates in his memory about like when the Anne Frank came out and when the Anne Frank movie came out and yeah. when this guy got arrested in Argentina. It's like these are religious observances for yeah, atheistic are. Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are there. Like that's that's Purim. Like in a thousand years, that's Purim too. just dropped. Yeah, well, like dude, when... Rothschild's David Rothschild, the youngest one, said that in a hundred, a hundred, couple hundred years that there's going to be a new Jewish holiday to celebrate Zelensky. Yeah, that's uh, also very funny because he lost. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but I guess I guess the curtain isn't closed on that. No, you're right. It never is, is it? No. Um, but anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, Romanized Vista the Goth and I enjoyed uh, presenting it to you. Um, do you. Do you want me to read through any this a little back and forth here? I forgot about this. Actually, I would like to. I would like this. Yeah, this is a great way to end the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but before we do that, let's get some mm. plugs in. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to plug? Well, I, you know, I have under the name Romanized Visigoth, I have a YouTube BitChute and Odyssey channel, right? Uh, that has like three things on it, and I had a pretty ambitious plan to add more. And then I, I basically have no, um, excuse other than, you know, life, like, yeah, dude. you know, IRL. And so I've, I've had to pull back, but at some point, so if you were to just click subscribe or follow on any of those things, at some point I will start a literature, uh, podcast where my plan is to, um, if this short story is short enough to just read it. Right. And then comment on it, um, specifically science fiction short stories from the mid to late 20th century, focusing on Jewish ones, uh, but also nascent, maybe Gentile aware or themes that I think are more like Gentile esoteric moralization that perhaps weren't noticed or whatever. And then other things like, you know, full, full, full length novels and maybe even movies or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, that that will happen at some point in the future. Probably not until late this year. Righteous, and I just got to say, obviously, as a personal endorsement, uh, Romanized Visigoths' uh, fiction work is excellent, um, and I I count myself lucky to be amongst the few people early on in your development of your writings. You send it to for thoughts and and whatnot. That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, and other than that, uh, is there anything else you want to promote before we, uh, before we get into our last little bit here? No, no, I, I really don't have much, uh, much stuff on the, uh, nom de Nazi online here. Sure. Fair enough. Um, but, and for us, www.historyhomos.com or find us wherever you find podcasts. Also Odyssey and BitChute when you're uh, subscribing to Romanized Visigoths channels, uh, go subscribe to ours as well. But also most importantly, www.rockfin, that's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash History Homos. And that's the best way to support the show. You get a once weekly uh, bonus episode every Thursday. And uh, it's more of a topical sort of uh, chat based show. And um, yeah. So uh, that's the best way to support the show. So go subscribe over there. And, uh, you know, T-Dummy slash History Homos chat uh, is where you come ch talk to us. And uh, you can buy a T-shirt. Uh, here's got Uncle Ted on it. Um, and uh, email me your size and address at historyhomos at gmail.com. Now, before we get out of here, please tell us a recent interaction you had with the subject or one of the subjects, I should say, of <laughs> this episode. David... Schmidt. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were both in his group and he know, you know, he knows who I am still yeah. to this day. Yep. Uh, not to get any more. I don't think he knows who I am and I'm kind of glad about it, frankly. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but my Facebook was weirdly nuked for like over a calendar year. If yeah, you remember, I do. Uh, and I finally got it back. It was sometime around the COVID time. It was not over COVID. It was over some Nazi meme. 
Um, Wasn't it like a picture of Brandon Tarrant or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it wasn't even bad. It was the because th- I would get a 30 day suspension every other 30 days. So yeah. I, would, <laughs> I would get a month suspension and then I'd be on and then I get another month suspension. Right. And the last one that just they said it was a 30 day, but it just never got reviewed for oh. over a year was um, it was a hand that was it was the Black Lives Matter fist. And then it had like uh, a hand doing like a Roman salute. Oh, right. Yes, I remember this. Paper beats rock. Yes. Very funny, by the way. Uh, And somehow, because, you know, Facebook is, you know how you can't really get in touch with Facebook outside of Facebook? Not at all. Yeah. Like customer service. So somehow I got in touch with some Pajit who just turned off the broken button on my account like over a year after, because I was like, honestly, I was asking them to delete it. Because I yeah. didn't, it still existed, but I didn't have access to it. So I was like, look, man. Just don't um, have my name floating around in your databases or my old yeah, pictures yeah. and stuff. Yeah, delete this shit if I can't access it. And so the guy said, oh, your account seems fine here. And I'm like, no, I can't get in on it. And he's like, oh, I think you can. And then I went and I could. So he oh. clicked some kind of like no longer broken button. <laughs> Good. He closed ticket. Yeah, he, he closed <laughs> ticket on like my 300 year suspension. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I... D- I messaged Dave. Uh, yeah. So this was about a year ago. Is it already that long? No, no, no. The, oh, this oh, is the first. Sorry. Go ahead. So it's two interactions. One is recent. This was just the first one where I... Do you remember Andrew Napolitano getting caught? Um, yes. Uh, it was that he was accused of uh, of groping and like sexually abusing a guy in his 20s. And uh, he paid him a lot of money to not talk about it. And he did anyway. And and give and giving a guy some kind of favorable judgment for a blowjob, I think, in one of his. Oh, uh, was that even the d- d- exact details? I thought it was worse. As a judge, I thought it was less yeah. bad. Actually, is what I was going to say. Well, th- there was stuff he was accused of doing as a Fox commentator mm. that was basically trying to to get with teenagers. You know, in in. In yeah, but then as a judge, things came out that he was accused oh. as a judge of getting sexual favors for legal. Uh, favors jesus christ by the way so, so I, I sent to dave i said hey i saw this thing about andrew napolitano are you okay <laughs> i was just checking up on him so he didn't respond back and then he said hey how are you brother i thought this account got nuked i think i tried to message you a while back and they deleted so he he knew that you know yeah. i was deleted and then he said what's the Napol- napolitano thing and i said oh it's a joke uh He's out at Fox after his um, misconduct finally caught up with him. Uh, then we kind of went back and forth a couple of times and he said, ha ha. I don't know if he's still friends with Napolitano. I mean, has that like destroyed his career? I don't follow the guy. but He like, is basically just doing here's he's basically just doing pro Russia stuff on RT now. Well, all right. Good on him. But yeah. <laughs> So then I, 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 got couple... I got I mean, other than the actual like sex stuff, I don't have anything against the guy, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he's a little uh, he looks like he could have been in the Sopranos cast. Yeah, but... he looks like Frankie Valley in the Sopranos. Yeah, if you recall that. So then a couple months ago, so much more recent, I said, because somebody's all right, I don't want to. How do I say this? Somebody that we all used to be friends with. Uh, got in touch with me. Okay. And, and I listened. And so it inspired me to go and listen to a recent Dave Smith episode, which I haven't done for like two plus years. Easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without uh, any 
negative side effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to message him because I have his, you know, he responds to me. So I, why not? So I said, do you believe the Holocaust is the moral foundation for the American empire or is it something else? And then like second part, do you believe the Holocaust happened? <laughs> <laughs> so he said, as I live and breathe. So I guess he must've been thinking about me. And uh, then yeah. His answers were yes and yes. And then he's followed up with, you really get right into it. So I, I didn't, uh, I didn't lube up at all for that. Yeah. Uh, so then I followed up. You believe 6 million Jews were gassed as described in canonical Holocaust texts. And then I asked, have you read any of the, you know, what would be called denial books to which he replied, I did a bit of a deep dive a long time ago. I read some Irving and a couple others. I'm sure there's plenty I haven't read, but I'm convinced it's in the millions for sure. Then he said, I hope all is well with you. <laughs> Bye. In other words, <laughs> then I said, what convinced you? And that, then I really kind of, cause what I'm trying to suss out is, or maybe this will just develop on its own, that there is a greater incentive for Zog to maintain it, as in the Holocaust, yeah. than for any other narrative, rendering it illegal to debate in over a dozen countries. Um, and then I said, uh, I said the most basic text is Thomas Dalton's debate in the Holocaust, if you wanted an easy one. And then I said, millions gassed. And then I was like, really? In those rooms? <laughs> Yeah. With the stairs that they would have had to bring them up, down and up. Seems odd. So then he, he steps over, you know, he doesn't have any like mechanistic. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, they didn't teach him whatever. to answer someone who's broken the taboo. So then he says, yeah, but the question whether Zionists manipulate the guilt of the Nazis for leverage over everyone else in disgusting ways or how fucked it is to make revisionist history illegal are separate issues. I'm sure we agree on that. We don't agree that those are same issues. No, they're the same issue. Because if you have, if your claim is that a people are lying for an agenda, the benefit, it's kind of like means motive opportunity, right? Like yeah, motive, this is motive. So, to, I mean, that's actually a good question for somebody like him. Do Jews have means, motive, and opportunity? And opportunity? Yeah. Like, could anybody deny that they don't have those things about the Holocaust? No, certainly not. Because they do have the means. I mean, they make the movies. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's even like means. it's even like a like we just listened to a, an hour. Oh, we didn't listen to a full hour, but an hour discussion on why that's OK that they have the means. Right. <laughs> so then he goes on. The question of what actually happened is different. And yeah, I think it happened. I believe Sheldon Richman did a deep dive and came up with a number oh, over good. five. Thank million. you, Mr. Richman. He's pretty far from a Zionist. He's wow. but is he far from a Jew? <laughs> wow. This was well over a decade ago that I read it. Most recently, I read a book. I think the title was "Debunking Holocaust Denial." Can you imagine? Yes, yeah, like that's somebody so funny. Like, oh yeah, it's like well, I watched debunking. a Deborah Lipstadt fucking TEDx talk <laughs> about it, and I'm pretty sure my mind is made up. Yeah, it's like if somebody came up to me and and so this is so the Jews actually think this is this makes sense. If somebody would come up and say, "Hey, you know." Um, Actually, uh, Ukraine attacked uh, separatists, Russians in the Donbass in 2014. 
with military force. And then you would go, you know what? I'm going to deep dive into that. And then you try to find a book called debunking that Ukrainians yeah. <laughs> attacked ethnic separatist <laughs> Russians in the Donbass in 2014. Yeah. And you buy that book titled that and you go, well, I did it. I mean, that's basically what Dave just did now. He goes, yes. well, I did the thing. Well, uh, I did continues. talk to Chris Cantwell. Yeah. This was around 2016, 2017, when the whole alt-right thing was kicking off. The book goes through the revisionist claims about doors and ovens slash numbers pretty in-depth. It was enough for me. So, yeah, it's the origin story of enough the Enough for me. It was very stressful to even get through all those bits of inquiry. <laughs> So, yeah, it's the origin story of the empire to a large degree in the same way slavery is the origin story for domestic pro progressivism. But they happened, but they both happened and were fucked up. Even your boy Moldbug agrees. Yeah, that's another thing. I think like there's sort of a meme going around that you're like a Moldbug simp. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even Jewish, even. Yeah, even Michelin <laughs> Goldbug. <laughs> Goldbug. <laughs> Goldbug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I say, I don't like him anymore. And then I go on, uh, so you aren't interested in a revisionist book, but only the Jewish revisionist revision book. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, and this is my real question. I was building up to this with this back and forth. And you have to understand this is I'm, I'm texting this over Facebook messenger. I'm at work yeah. while this is happening. So I, if I knew that this was going to become like a, a thing, I would have written it better. But do you believe that your behavior is consistent with the desire to find the truth about the most important for modern politics and global empire historical event in the world? Or is it consistent with wanting to paper over questions with a plausible debunking of for all, you know, are straw man presentations of revisionist claims. So his response to that was chill, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking about Moldbug because he used to bring him up a lot. I didn't say I wasn't interested. You asked my opinion and I gave it to you. You're doing exactly what you're accusing me of. You're dismissing a book as Jewish because it comes to a different conclusion. I don't think people should be treated as no, you're dismissing a book as Jewish because the author is Jewish. Yeah. And I'm not dismissing it, actually. I never dismissed it. Yeah. I just said what I what, how what, how I dismissed it actually was saying. So instead of reading a revisionist book, you read a book that goes, hey, um, here's why revisionism is, is wrong. Yeah. Here's why revisionism is wrong. Uh, in parentheses, not cherry picked at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally good faith yeah. uh, engagement. Then he said, uh, I don't think people should be treated as radioactive for these views. I wish the topic could be debated in public. No, Th this I think he's lying about or yeah. he's extremely naive if he says that, because if this was allowed to be debated in public, it would end the myth. Would it, would end, it would end the yeah. thing. It would end the whole thing. Yeah. His position in society. I mean, look at David very... Cole, just in David Cole's arguments, it f almost fell apart and they had to ruin him. Right. <laughs> So I go on and, and I write a lot after that. I say Moldbug is a gatekeeper. And then I said, I only mentioned the guy was Jewish. Uh, Sheldon, or yeah, the one that the book authored that he, yeah. uh, because it's relevant since Jews derive their power structure from this propaganda claim, this atrocity propaganda. Working through an empire you yourself may say makes atrocity propaganda against its enemies. So that so the point I wanted to make was, so you're telling me that this regime, as in the American Empire, 
is the worst regime in the world. I mean, he said things like it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst regime in the world. Yeah, it's, he's definitely um, said that. I feel completely safe dishonest. putting those words in his mouth. Yeah. He said all these things. He He's constantly going on about how they're lying about what other, you know, whether it's and Syria. The you know, they're lying about Assad. They're lying about every Middle Eastern. COVID you know, made a lot of hay about that. Right. But I mean, specifically foreign policy. Okay, and fair war, enough stuff you know stuff that's more relevant to the holocaust like yeah, atrocity specifically that the assad gases on people um that was a yes. big i don't know if he had the the mit guy on but um uh scott horton did and i believe dave referenced the the interview um the one who said you know i'm i'm fucking intimately familiar with these weapon systems and it doesn't seem to have been you know whatever um so yeah this is not like something that dave would was never said Right. So then my, my point is basically, so you're admitting that the moral foundation of what you call the most evil empire it, is this Holocaust and that there have been many lies told about it and that the very people that are using it lie about every other regime when they want to move on them with violence or with whatever. And you don't think, and, and you're, so then I go, but the question remains, if this, as you say, is, as you say, the moral foundation of the most powerful and warmongering empire uh, today, is your level of interest in looking into such a contested historical event, one that is illegal to contest in a lot of the world, and that your life can be destroyed in those places it isn't illegal for contesting, as in it's socially illegal, where it's not illegal, right, illegal. Right. The social this penalty line, to it. Right. With the level of importance this issue, in fact, represents to the medical metapolitical narrative of modern times, shouldn't the moral foundation of the American empire that happens to be the most contested and legally repressed historical episode in all of world history be a constant topic of discussion and research for a politically interested person or not? And then I sent him the UNS article, The Holocaust of Six Million Jews in World War One by Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> And then I said, there was a Holocaust of 6 million Jews during World War One, you know. And then I sent him a few other videos, like, you know, that the guy with the Irish accent reading the newspaper headlines from the New York Times yes. about 6 million yeah, Jews yeah, yeah. over and over. That's a classic. Uh, and then he said, you might be right about Yarvin. The book I mentioned was written by two guys. Neither are Jewish. Is Sheldon Jewish? <laughs> Sheldon Richmond is a Jew. I'm sorry. Either way, the guy literally wrote an entire book trashing Israel and siding with the Palestinians. So I, I have a tough time believing he's motivated by maintaining the political power structure. So here's where, but see, I don't know if he's just being dumb here and I, I'm not to be mean, but like, I'm very comfortable thinking that he doesn't understand this, but of course, some Jews have to take that. Some Jews have to get the bona fides of being pro-Israel to defend the Holocaust Yes, because they call they say, look, we got holocausted and now we're doing the same thing to the Jews. It's not all of them though. Note it, they, they, they take on certain jobs. It's like how, if you don't want to oppress, um, Palestinians, they send you to run an, an NGO that funnels, uh, Arabs into yeah, Israel is the name of it. And they go right. to Cyprus and then they go to America and they go to Europe after. Right. Uh, so he says, I don't know if it should be a constant topic of conversation, but it's a legitimate one. Now stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I asked, why do you have a tough time believing that, believing that, um, Sheldon is motivated, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I, I started with the Jews get in front of the movements that could turn against them. 
which is probably not a productive uh because you know how now like anti-woke it's like barry weiss and uh yeah borsenko yeah well she's not jewish though right or is she look at her dude i mean she's like a lesbian so who cares i'll say it i'll say she is what is she gonna do (laughs) no she looks it i'll say that so i and then i start to basically explain to him which he may or may not understand himself that's the answer to why Jews are high up both on the left and the right always. Right, yeah. But again, the strategy is not to pick one side, but to lead the both sides in a perpetual dialectic that is guided by Jews. Indeed. Of course, a Holocaust defender is going to try to, oh, I even used the term bona fide, is trying to beef up his bona fides by showing how against Israeli fascism or whatever he calls it is, right. this is basic. We can't repeat the evil others did to us now that we have power. Uh that he, he answers back one more time and then cuts out. So he says, dude, I really don't think any of that is why Sheldon wrote coming to Palestine. I think he just thinks what Israel is doing is wrong. Seems like a much more likely scenario. Does it? And then he said, why can't Do you it think be I'm both? Involved? Right. That's the other thing. It's like, then again, it's like you're, you've given me a whatever. I, we did it all over and over again. <laughs> so then he asks, do you think I'm involved in this too? Is this plot conscious? That's the last thing he ever wrote to me. Well, that's the thing. Yes and no, by the way. Uh, yes and no. He is, even if he is, well, I think he on some level is conscious, but uh, on on the, another level, he's his activities, he can at least go to sleep at night saying, I'm doing this because I believe in libertarianism. But also and on some small part of me has to know that he won't touch the issues that we're talking about. So in essence, he is consciously doing the project. And he does say, but here's the thing. And he says it in a way that's not anti-white. That's really the key. The, the reason why people like Dave Smith, the reason why we liked him yeah. years ago and why some white people still like him is because he doesn't, he, he does not give off a vibe of hating white men. Yes. At all. That's the key to his success. He's not that funny. I mean, his some of his jokes. I actually think some of his jokes that he just like off the cuff on the podcast are funnier than his actual stand up. Oh his stand-up, yeah, yeah. His written stand up is. I mean, I don't want to get into that. That's just personal. Yeah, that's but, just yeah. <laughs> uh, but he can be funny. Uh, he, you know, he he does learn certain things to talk about. But really, the key to his success, he's the a guy that has a a medium to, you know, large medium sized platform that does not give off the vibe that he hates white men, straight white men at all. And he actually gives off the vibe that he likes them. Yeah. And that's it. Um, But I do try to explain to him, and this is kind of, so I say social evolutionary strategies are a mixture of conscious and unconscious. Uh, But then I say, if you think it's a coincidence that Jews jump in front of movements that could become anti-Semitic and steer them elsewhere, I have a bridge to sell you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Solid fucking burn, by the way. Um, yeah. And what else can we really say on the topic? The Smith question. Have we solved it? You decide. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but he has said, I mean, he'll say like um, a line that he said years ago. It's like, why shouldn't I talk to Nazis or alt-right people? Because don't you want, because he's responding to say like leftist Jews that are like, oh, you can't talk to these people. You can't platform. Don't you want, who would you want more to be uh, believing in the non-aggression principle than Nazis. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, he used that, that line, yeah. 
So what that means is it's conscious. It's conscious. At least it's radicalizing. Yeah. Oh, at least it's conscious on his part to be like, oh, this is my opportunity to sort of bring it into my tent at very least. Even if it's not even if he isn't consciously um, sort of uh, ideating it as, you know, I'm doing this as part of the larger, you know, Zionist project, if you will. Um, he at least can be like, well, I'm doing this in the free market, which is Jewish, um, it's in order to make a, you know, a platform and a career for myself as a as a libertarian firebrand, you know. Yes. So I would just say that the question of whether, you know, this kind of infantile question of like, oh, am I sitting here in my smoky room and rubbing my hands together and going, how am I going to trick nobody really, even the most evil people? Like, in fact, that's kind of what makes them evil is they just kind of it like like what you're walking down the street and you're like, oh, you know, what would be a good business um, porn. You know, having women, having young women Said that no could be starting ever. families. Yeah. That could be, you know, family formation or doing whatever. To have them getting fucked by, you know, many men in yeah. like unsanitary conditions. Unsan yeah, humiliation, increasingly racial humiliation. Uh that that you would think of that, just just that, that would come to your mind. Not that you would think, oh, this is a real a good way to to, to stick it Make to the money. Brain. I mean, yeah, yeah. That it's almost more evil that, that that might come to you without the motivation of like, oh, yeah. what could I do that would be really evil? Well, like, just <laughs> there's the Al Goldstein. I mean, dude, Al Goldstein basically invented hardcore pornography. Prior to it, it was just nudie women for the most part, and Al Goldstein mm. was the guy. And he said, "Why did I start porn? Because I'm a Jew, right?" <laughs> And I hate Jesus. I hate Christ. And I hate. I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to ruin white women. Basically, is what he said. And you can I look on Wikipedia. Fuck Roman Catholic girls. I he think he said a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, um, but you can just go check his wiki page for that that screed. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. I would like to leave with a with a Voltaire quote. Please. Uh, <laughs> oh, with the Voltaire quote, yes. The, Vo the Voltaire I like quote, I mean, yeah. If you no 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 no, this is a different one. This is a different one. Oh, okay, please. This isn't the the one that may or may not have been said by Voltaire. Yeah, the one the I put the air one. quotes. Yeah, yeah, the air quotes, yeah. Right. But uh this cuz I, I when people listen to this and they hear Gene is it specifically cuz I will say about Dave, he doesn't actually talk like a um that's because that's his key. He comes across as a white guy. I mean, there are certain yeah. things about him that when you know he's Jewish, you're like, oh, I get it. Because there's certain ways he uses his voice and there's certain ways he is. And, and, but, and, 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 and I do it too, by the way. <laughs> but, but his, um, I think the fact that he kind of had a broken family and certain things, the type of values that you can just see right away and go, this is Jewish, didn't get it's like the transfer there was like some bits lost you know right 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 Co corrupted some, files yeah yeah it was it was an mp3 as opposed to flack yeah or like you pulled the <laughs> thumb drive out before the transfer right. was over and it corrupted <laughs> yeah. some of the files um but think of how they you know they say things like oh yeah they, they get offended that we look down on them can you can you imagine that can you believe that but so voltaire wrote actually uh the Jewish nation dares spread an irreconcilable hatred against all nations. It revolts against all its masters. Always superstitious. Always avid of the well-being enjoyed by others. 
always barbarous, crawling in misfortune, and insolent in prosperity. Here are what were the Jews in the eyes of the Greeks and the Romans who could read their books. So I want to point out that right now, like Gene Epstein, and when you hear this, it's they're insolent in prosperity. Yeah. So, but I'm telling you, if the if the rug was pulled out from under all this stuff, Gene Epstein, he would come up to me and go, oh my God, I think you're fantastic. Let me tell you about how you're so right. In fact, we're awful. I, I can't even, I mean, Hayek was better than Rothbard to, to be honest. <laughs> No one can believe that, by the way. <laughs> I'll push back on that, Gene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Die with dignity. Shouts out to cats. <laughs> and later, homos. Later, homos.